0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. I am your host, Ben Moore. With me at the end there is Michael P. Huber. Hello. That was a hearty hello. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. Sitting next to him is the lovely Ian Hink. <laughs> hello. You haven't been on the show in a while. I'm glad to have you back. How you feeling? I'm good. Happy you're to good? Be here. Happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so, if you're not familiar with what Frame Trap is, this is a show where we get to... Spread our feelings about video games. We love them. Good. We got, we got some anger on the show today. I think. Yeah. Uh, We don't always. Sometimes it's just love. Sometimes it's just feel good times. We got some anger. We got some things to express. Yeah. Uh, And so I'm excited for that. Before we get into, the love, the hate, and everything in between, uh, I want to warm up the panel a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if this will freak you guys out or not, but you know, before I record a frame trap, on my hour and a half drive over here, I think about you guys and I think, <laughs> what's a conversation I would like to have with them at the start of this show? And I realize that I don't know much about you guys, you know, before game trailers, before uh. before we spent time with each other. You know, I don't know what you were like growing up. I don't know what you did. And I think of all of you very highly. I think you're all uh, very reasonable, mm. intelligent, passionate mm. people. Very talented. That is a word I would use to describe you. But mm. I don't know what so you keep were going, like. Keep <laughs> going. Yeah, you like this? You like
1: buttering them up? Yeah. I like this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Good show. Uh, so I want to know, because just to give you an example, in high school, I was just kind of awful. Like, I was just not a good student. I just <laughs> caused havoc for the heck of it. I think we all. Yeah. yeah, high
2: school. The high schoolers—they cause havoc. Yeah, yeah. You, so class clown for sure. That's yeah.
0: what I'm. I'm getting to is—is is what were your formative years like? Were you a class clown? Did you wreak havoc? Do you have any specific stories that you want to share? I wore
1: exclusively sweatpants until about the ninth grade.
0: Really? Like every
1: day? Uh-huh. Just sweatpants? Yeah. And then I got real into jeans. Yeah. Yeah. I was always a jeans man. Yeah. I didn't like the way they felt. Yeah. yeah? No, they felt—they were too scratchy on my skin.
0: Did you wear sweatpants with pockets? Because that, that is what oh, yeah. I always I always miss my pockets. Sweatpants with pockets, yeah. Yeah. Were you doing, like, sweatpants hoodie? Were you going full? I don't think I wore a lot of hoodies. I think it was, like,
1: it was the 90s. Yeah. So it was oversized t-shirts a lot. Okay. Uh, and And baggy sweatpants. Were these, like, band t-shirts, Nike uh, t-shirts, anime t-shirts? <laughs> oh, I don't even know if they had things on them. They were, like, things like... Plain white tee. No, there are like things that like my parents got for me in Hawaii. So it was like red dirt. <laughs> really? And it was just like a giant shirt. It was like Arizona. <laughs> nice. I'm like, why? I don't know. Air, yeah. Dude, I
2: have like two
1: Arizona shirts from yeah. parents. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Arizona. They love getting you shirts yeah. from Arizona. <laughs> you know, I. Sun Devils. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but all right. I did have a Charles Barkley jersey that I would wear a lot. Nice. I, I, li- I, was, I really liked Charles Barkley as a kid for some reason.
2: Cause he's in video games, man. Shut
1: What what
0: prompted this? Like, what was the ah, first thing you're like? I It might I have been Charles NBA Jam. Yeah. Okay, I think it was probably okay. NBA Jam. Yeah. I could see that. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater got me into skateboarding. Uh, like that's. I
1: wore, uh, yeah, I only wore skate skate shoes, skateboarding shoes. Nice. So.
0: Did you skateboard? A
1: little bit, yeah. and, then, and then Graham stole my skateboard and broke it. For a second, I thought you said
0: Gramps. Graham. Like... <laughs>
2: Gramps took my board. <laughs> Gramps took my board. <laughs> Gramps took <laughs>
0: my board. <laughs> <laughs> and then he broke it doing a sick nollie. I consider you a pretty, pretty chill person, pretty laid back person, very easy to talk to, and so it's nice hearing that like that was true back then too. I could just walk up to sweatpantsy and oh, <laughs> I don't know, I was
1: I was thoroughly depressed until oh. I was like, uh, twenty six.
0: That's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, but you're not there now.
1: Well, I'm I'm great now. Yeah, you're on Frame trap. Yeah, yeah. Ben Moore's uh, thinking about me. Yep, that's right. Always I mean, in my thoughts. Coming up Millhouse. How about you, Huber?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I was a little hellraiser. Yeah, out of control, man. Like really bad. It's a really bad kid. A lot of trouble. Well, see, always what... got like middle school. I had the record for uh, you would get these slips <laughs> if you went to the office, and I had the most. It was me and this other other kid. I won't name his name because that's mean. But me and one other kid, we're like not friends, but acquaintances, and we would basically battle it out to see who would end the year with more of these slips being sent to the office cuz we yeah, like we're always incentivizing there. you to
1: behave. Badly. Like yeah.
2: So he and I like made a game of it. We just like tried to get in trouble. <laughs> but it's it's I have since repent is it repented I guess? Anyway, I have a thing because I was such a bad kid um I live walking distance from my elementary school and middle school. They're right up the street. You can see my elementary school from my backyard. And my middle school was like, like right. the ones you went to that I went to. So super cool, super fortunate. Um, and over the years, I've become I became like close with my teachers. Yeah. So I'd go back when I was older and visit them. And I went back to see my middle school teacher who sent me to the office more than any teacher I ever had. And I saw him a couple years back, and I just told him I was working in the games industry and told him what's up, and <laughs> said, "Yo, I'm sorry I was like so mean like as a kid," and he's just like, you know, like. You found your way, follow your dreams, and so the story of that. That teacher, teacher is a stuff. saint. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no ill will. Just like no Good, Ill will. good tidings. So, yeah. It's it's hard for me, honestly, Hubert. It's hard for me to imagine that you you were actually like mean or like. Yeah. Upset me just like rambunctious. that I can okay, see that, makes more that sense. I can yes. see. Yeah, cuz Wasn't you...
2: mean, but like I would sit in the back of science class and throw sharpened pencils <laughs> in the ceiling. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh,
1: I was my I favorite was, Go ahead. I was just going to say I was sent to the office just about every week too. Just for Until I learned in general elementary chaos. School, oh yeah, general chaos. Yeah. In elementary school I figured out if you started crying they would put you in the hall instead of send you to the office. Some so tears. I learned to like manipulate them with <laughs> oh fake <my> crying. <laughs> I got s- I was made to sit in the hallway in college one time.
3: Oh my
2: gosh. That's <laughs> crazy. in College.
1: See, for me, it was oh, after, it brings
2: me back. after freshman year of high school is when I cleaned it up. Uh, but freshman year, Brad loves these stories. If you ever if you ever have Brad on, ask him about my portable PlayStation. You mer- the, remember the <laughs> yeah, PS One yeah, had do. the screen. Yeah, I used to play Resident Evil in like keyboarding class. <laughs> I would just, like, put it under the desk, and you're supposed to be, ty- like, typing, and I would just play Resident Evil, or, like, the back of Spanish, I would play, like, Need for Speed, or
0: <laughs> do you ever, Resident Evil. Do you ever have, you know, people that you've known for a long time, they say something, and it, it, it makes too much sense? Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, so much sense that it, like, kind of makes you uncomfortable, where, like, Huber's saying... <laughs> Hey, my little PlayStation with the screen in the back of class. I was playing Resident Evil. And yep. It's like, oh, well, here
1: we are. Yeah. It's like the setup to a joke about Michael right. Huber. Right, it right, right. Really can't be true.
2: So freshman year, hi- high school, right? You get into like a little more trouble than yeah. Elementary school and middle school, it matters a little more because it's like serious time. Uh-huh. So I got in so much trouble in freshman year, I like had to like straighten up.
0: And you straightened up, and that that continued throughout
2: college and. Straightened out ever since and I was just quiet, quiet in the class, would sit in the very front or the very back and just not really say a word. Did you ever fall asleep? Uh, I I took some community because after high school I went to community college first Mm -hmm. before I transferred to San Francisco State. In community college, that's when I was like sleep in the back. Because you had to pass, like, the the basics, like the math and the science. And I was just like, ah, oh, I hate this stuff. Because then when you get to, like, your good stuff in college, stuff you want to do, like journalism and stuff. Yeah. It was all about that. Yeah. Like, my favorite part of uh, San Francisco State, my favorite thing ever from school, ever. San Francisco State, I worked on the paper. You had to do it for two semesters. mm mm-hmm. And I got – you. you would get assigned a different part of the city. I got transportation in San Francisco – and I crushed it. It's the thing I was the best at ever in in school. Like That's I'm awesome. not a very good student. I would get like Bs and Cs. Uh, but for for the transportation, I just crushed it. Nice. And I was like friends with like the city people. Like I would go to like city hall, like town meetings, and like <laughs> would have contacts. I could like call the head of transportation of San Francisco up and be like. Hey, I just got some questions for an interview. Can I can I quote you? Like, uh Huber fun. will slide you
1: right in. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. super fun. Oh, Mikey, so uh, jolly! I imagine you... them all calling you Mikey for some reason. No, oh, like, right. Mr. Huber's, Huber. Huber's too fun to say. Huber it's a is good, too fun to say. It's a <laughs> <good>. We got <laughs> <last names. laughs> a lot of last names in the, in Easy Allies that are just too fun to say. Yeah, Bloodworth, Bossman, Huber, yeah. Jones. Moore is not one of those. Like, that's not you can't you can't because it's a word too. But I like yeah. the double Ben Moore. Ben Moore. You
0: like the Ben Moore? You're like a Shia
1: LaBeouf. Yeah, ben it's Moore. always been more It's a weird, an, like, like a, a Tom It just like a Jack Cruise. Nicholson. Like a Jack. <laughs> there are like no good examples of human beings anymore to mm. use. But you're a good person, mm. and we like saying both of your names. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Jack Nicholson. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, he
1: hasn't turned out to be a bastard yet, right? Not that I've heard. Not yet. If Keanu Reeves or Tom Hanks turns out to be a monster, oh, yeah. Tom Hanks, or like Ben Tom McKenzie, I'm a, the I'm a that's a ben the first McKenzie sign of the apocalypse.
2: Yeah. Or Agent Coulson, Clark Gray. Who's
1: Ben McKenzie?
2: He's Jim Gordon on Gotham. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right.
2: Let's get into the game. I'm glad that was Even Ben McKenzie. <laughs> it's
0: like that was very low B tier, satisfying oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. Uh, hearing hearing about <laughs> what about you yourselves? Uh, give well, us a nugget. Give you a nugget. Uh, in okay, I'll give you. I'll go way back. Okay, I'll go to to Baby Ben. Uh, In fourth grade, uh, the the teacher, like every other day or like every week, it was some... Like some frequent period of time, she would kept kept switching students who sat next to me because I would just talk to everybody. I just liked everybody. I just (laughs) talked to everybody and would strike up a conversation, whether they were shy, whether they also couldn't stop talking. And I love my fourth grade teacher. She was amazing, but she just got so frustrated with me that I wouldn't shut up uh, that she threw an eraser at me. (laughs) And that was like a story. It it had caused an uproar in the classroom. Everybody laughed. But that was like a story that carried with me. Throughout the years, and like she would come up to me and she'd be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I threw that eraser at you like five years." People don't forget in Iowa. Oh man. yeah, no, no, no. They <laughs> whatever you did back then it haunts you. It haunts you. Yep. Teacher slapped me with a f- stack of folders one time. That kind of sucked. That Jesus. seems bad. Like the eraser was yeah, hurt. yeah, yeah, it was yeah Fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the games. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I was Shut talking Ben funny. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much exactly that. I was talking about anger at the top of the show, and I, f- I feel like we had a very feel good moment. Now we can kind of segue Dive into the in. anger. Some anger um, yeah. You're angry, I'm angry, yeah. but you're, you've played a lot more than I have, so I think you have a, a deeper well of anger yeah. about Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah.
2: Hit R- me. Give me a it. Star Wars Battlefront 2 has like, set the new bar of insidious business practices. Why? Micro transactions slash loot boxes. A lot of the, games have those, dude. The worst implementation I've ever seen in a video game. This is terrible. Now, I do want to preface the counter argument for this game, and and I think the one that is going to be had the most is the free DLC. So this, so Star Wars Battlefront Two has already come out, and they said all the DLC, all the maps coming out, all the heroes coming out, you get it for free. So the trade-off, the the reason that is, is because of these loot boxes and these microtransactions. That's well, where they're going to make their money.
0: When they add new heroes, you still got to go through the loot b- you box. You
2: still have to pay credits for these characters. Right. So that's the little, yeah. the, the, the fine print. So and the, honestly,
0: I I think if you're, if you're talking about new stuff, if you're talking about maps versus Star Wars characters that you yeah. love, I think for most people, which one are you going to be more excited about? You're yeah. going to be more excited about the character. Exactly. Because you can run around and use all of its abilities. Yeah. yeah. So here is where it gets really slimy
2: and really grimy and really dirty and really upsetting for... What to me has a pretty solid foundation for the game. I think I think it is an improvement over the first game, especially the way you become the heroes in the match. Like in the first Battlefront, there would be a power up on
1: the map. Yeah. Yeah. So no one even floating there.
2: Yeah, no one cares about winning the match. You just want to get that power up. So you have
0: seven people running around this power up. It was just sloppy and frantic in a bad way. Yeah. Now
2: it's like as you play and get kills and capture stuff and do well, you get points and you can spend the points. Like, Uh, all right, I'm gonna use my hero now. But anyway, these 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 loot boxes. You unlock cards, which can be equipped to your classes, okay? So there's three types. This gets very confusing, so really bear with me. There's a lot going on. It's like math class. There's three types of boxes. There's the Trooper Crate, the Starfighter Crate, and the Hero Crate. Yep trooper focuses on the four main classes because you're going to use them the most the assault the officer the support and the heavy maybe one other one the starfighter focuses on the planes and the heroes obviously focus on the heroes each one of those crates also has a random card that can be any of them and they also have crafting parts and credits that can be earned so when you open these you get cards that just straight up Make your characters stronger. Each card, for everything, has four tiers. Mm-hmm. Now, what they changed from the main game now, remember there was a huge uproar in the beta, everyone is like, it's pay to win, it's pay to win. Right. They got to come out and say, no, but we changed it. All they changed, the only thing that's been changed here, is that there's four levels of cards. The
0: fourth level, the only way to get that now is to craft it. So my question is... The lower levels, how yeah. substantial are, is that? Is it like, hey, you're doing one percent more damage? A, is
2: it? So, so for example, it's a big. It, the the first level is like the biggest bump, and mm-hmm. that's really what you're getting when you come out of the gate and you spend a ton of money, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's four levels of say like a Darth Maul hero card, and it's like blasters do less damage to Darth Maul. Mm. Period. Whoa! The first level, you're getting the most return. You're getting that ten percent buff. 10% less damage is a big number. True. And then it goes up to 15, 20, 25. So you get 5, 5 and 5 extra, but that first one is a 10% right, right. buff. So there's like some some uh there's there's gates on like well your character has to be, or you have to be level like 15 or whatever to to use this. That doesn't take long, you know. You're gonna be like rank 15 and rank 20 to be able to equip all these cards pretty quickly. Right. The cards themselves rank up your character. So what? I, so so the point point I want to make is b- before it gets too confusing and convoluted, is people have crunched the numbers. People have done the math. If you spend 100 bucks right out of the gate, 90 on PC, if you have EA Origin, spend 100 dollars. That's like the max. There's like bundles of crystals because you can buy packs with credits and crystals. If you spend a hundred (laughs) bucks and buy, it's like 70 packs, you are decked out in like level three stuff for like all the classes, the star fighters and a couple heroes of your choice. And you have day one, day freaking one, a huge advantage on a lot of players. Now it gets worse, okay? Because if you're EA and you're going to come out, you're going to defend this. You're going to see, well, if you put in the time, you can get everything for free. You don't have to spend a dollar if you just put in the time. Well, people have also crunched their numbers because don't underestimate the power of the internet to do the research. Mm-hmm. To unlock some of these heroes, Darth Vader, 60,000 credits, Luke Skywalker, 60,000 credits, 40 hours each to unlock a hero. <laughs> 80 hours, and that's not buying any crates. So that means you're not going to get stronger. Your troopers are not going to get stronger. Your heroes are not going to get stronger. That is, if you grind out, you stay, like, low level, you just kind of get what you earn. You don't put any money back into loot boxes or getting stronger. It's like, I'm just going to save for Darth Vader because I want to be Darth Vader. It's going to take you 40 hours of not spending anything.
1: And the only way to, they still, your soldiers still rank up, so your, yeah, your player level ranks up, but you just don't get those bonuses. Right? Yeah, okay. the cards
2: are like the quickest right, way to get right. stronger. And again, it's a clear edge. It's it, this game is clearly pay for an advantage slash pay to win. I think I think it's a big I think it's a big edge. Uh, you know, there's a lot of bonuses. There's just like do let take less damage, do more damage. Your gun doesn't overheat as often. Like some of the the Starfighter ones are crazy, where it's like your blasters are stronger. It's like out of control and you earn credits. So That's, that's where the anger comes from is you earn credits so slowly. It's not like, all right, well, I'm just going to grind it out and earn stuff, you know, I'll earn stuff along the way and I'm not going to spend money. It's fun. It's fun for me not spending anything trying to kill these people that have been spending. I know I'm going to eventually earn it. I'm going to put the time in, get my stuff. no, S- Hours, like four or five hours to earn one crate. People have done the math again on that. It's like four. How or much five is hours. a crate? The trooper crate is the most expensive because it's the most important, right? Because the it's majority of the time the you're going to be yeah. you're going to be a, a trooper. That's the bulk of your playtime is as a as a trooper. Those are four thousand credits. Wow! And after a match, after a ten to fifteen minute match, you earn about two hundred and fifty credits. Geez! And you need four thousand to buy one. Box and 60,000 and 60,000 if you want to play, if you just want to be Darth Vader. If you just want to be Darth can, Vader, can Darth
1: Vader or Luke be in a crate? Are there characters no. in crates? Ca- it's, it's only, only items, only items. Wow, so you have to pay, you have to pay. Yeah,
2: Jeez. it's insane, dude. It is absolutely insane. Uh, it's just cranked so hard, like a, like a Las Vegas slot machine where you really have no chance of winning. You basically have to know that you're gonna put your entire life into this game if you wanna play as some of the the here. like all the OGs are locked. Like you can be Yoda and Han, but Vader, Luke, Chewbacca, Palpatine, and
0: Leia, Leia. Leia. Yep.
2: are all locked. And inexcusably, I don't even want to play as this character, but the main character of the game! Iden Versio, the character that they made specifically for Battlefront 2, you can't even use in multiplayer. She's 20,000 credits. Pay up. 20,000. It's just absolutely insane. And especially, you know... You know, this has been a, this is a tipping point. It's a boiling point. Like Middle Earth just came out. That whole controversy. Mm-hmm. Like we always rag on Blizzard and Hearthstone, and like we, mm-hmm. we're pretty fair on Overwatch because it's cosmetic. You know, I don't think we've ever been angry at Overwatch.
1: I mean, some I've the, been angry. At some Overwatch.
2: of the some of the <laughs> timed. I remember the uh, the timed events. People were a little upset. Where they like just wanted that one timed thing, and they kept right. having to gamble and gamble, and then the event was over. Like right. sure, this brings it to a whole nother level. This is this is the worst implementation of microtransactions and loot boxes that I have ever been a part of playing a video game. I cannot think of a worse example. This is like this is like a, a mobile game. This is like a mobile cash game. And and it's funny that it's, they always talk about Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes or whatever, the one Jones plays, because those practices are definitely
0: carrying over into Battlefront 2. Everything that you're describing to it's me sickening. Like if, if I didn't already know what Battlefront 2 was, yeah. I think you would have to tell me it's a multiplayer first-person shooter, because yeah. that's not what it sounds like. Right. It sounds like a vehicle yeah. to manipulate you in as many possible ways as yeah. it can. And and Ben, I'm so, I'm so vulnerable to that stuff. I am so vulnerable. Yeah. Full disclosure, I'm reviewing
2: this game, so be on the lookout for that review coming uh, later this week. But I'm reviewing this game, and I'm like, I was playing a little last night. And I'm angry. You can tell I'm I'm like peeved about all this, and I'm a very vulnerable person. Right. I was sitting there last night, and because they're so good at their job, and because the psychology, it's all there. It's all just market manipulation. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there, and I'm I go to the PlayStation store, and I'm like, dude, should I just, should I just spend like twenty here? I mean, if if I spend twenty, if I spend twenty dollars now, I'll get like twelve boxes. I mean that'll help me. At least that'll be a little bit. That'll not. get me. That'll get me started along the way. You know, you know what this sounds and like? And then I can kind of grind out the rest. Like It'll give me a little syndrome. head start.
0: <laughs> yes, it does sound like that. But what else this sounds like is it feels like they have just found as it's like they've opened up all of these holes and yeah. jammed as much bullshit as they possibly yeah. can inside of it. They're so beaten down yeah. that spending money feels like a relief. Yes. We're like, just just hack <laughs> through it. <laughs> yeah. Just stop. I it. just wanna get through. <laughs> How many credits do any whatever? God. Like you just you just want you want oh. to find the video game. That's and you're what you're trying to do.
2: That's another terrible thing, Ben. Is Here's here's another, here's another strike against it. It gets worse. It gets worse. You save up, you save up your crates, you know, you save up your credits and you buy a hero crate. I was like, like last night, cause I'm saving my credits, but I wanted to buy a hero crate. Cause I'm like, man, I really want like Darth Maul or something to get stronger. Like I'm just going to buy one with the credits I've earned. Mm-hmm. Cause fortunately enough, the campaign, you, you finish the campaign, you get some stuff. So, highly incentivized to finish the entire campaign. You finish it, you get, like, 20,000 credits. You get all the rewards. Like, you end the campaign, I think, with, like, 20-something thousand. Long way to go for Vader, but but it's something. But enough to buy Ver-
1: enough enough to Versario, buy her, yeah. or whatever her name is.
2: But the, the bad part is, is that I bought a Hero Crate, and I got stuff for Iden Versio, and I don't even have her. So, I just spent my credits... On a loot box that takes hours to get, and I got things that I can't even use. Jeez. It doesn't even, like, give you things for the heroes you own. It, it, it's free-for-all. So it'll it'll give you, like, a Darth Vader thing, and I'll be like, okay, I never get to use that. That was a waste.
0: In our discussion of this game, for the most part, the vast majority of this, yeah. in the 12 minutes that we've been talking about it... yeah it hasn't even been you talking about how it feels to play. It has just been trying to explain and trying to help us and the audience understand the insidiousness of this. And that's, you know, that's really the linchpin for me for all of this is if Battlefront 2 was incredible, if it was like a super forward-thinking first-person shooter that had really great ideas, I'd be on board. And admittedly, I have not played the full retail release of the multiplayer. Yeah. But I played the beta.
2: Yep. You got and it. And my
0: first impression is it is a class-based shooter. Yeah. Where you can play as heroes sometimes and that's mildly okay. Yeah. I mean it's spawning just, as Darth it's Maul just in the warm- is cool. It's it's, it's cool, cool, but it's not amazing. Yeah. I can't I, I'm not inspired to think of words yeah. that, that describe that incredible experience. Yeah. it's ju- You're just Darth Maul and Naboo. They, they did yeah. the thing. They put the Star Wars in the Star Wars. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And you know what? I keep, in my head, what I'm kicking myself the most about yeah. is in my head I keep making excuses for it. I do. I'm like, well... Man, whatever, I've got too much going on, I can't invest in a multiplayer shooter anyway. Maybe that story is cool, you know, they really said they were going to go out there, they added a story this time, they have this, it's set in an interesting time after Return of the Jedi, oh man, what potential. I've played the EA Access Trial, which I believe is three missions. Yep. Bored to tears! It is. Bored to
2: tears! Spoiler alert, it is not fun.
0: It's not fun, it's just
2: nothing! It is not it is not a fun video game. It is not the the campaign, right? It's not offensive. I mean it kind of is that you can't make Star Wars fun. That's kind of offensive. But as a <laughs> as a getting rid of that, just as a as a campaign story shooter, right? Going through it. I'm not offended, but I'm not happy. We okay, Ian? It's good. I'm just fixing the shot a little Cool. Uh the campaign is there's no stakes the AI is absolutely terrible the maps yep. themselves the level design is so basic it's just either hallways or just like a small little funnel through a forest um, and it's the same damn objectives every single time Ben as, you, as even as you progress really? it'll be it'll be hey kill those kill those tie fighters. That, that, that has been my experience. Is kill, kill those TIE fighters. I'm on it. Choo 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 choo. TIE fighter down. Choo 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 choo. TIE fighter down. Hey, there's another wave of TIE fighters. Take them out. Choo choo choo. TIE fighter down. Wait, you're killing TIE fighters? Yeah. I thought you were a bad guy. Yeah, TIE fighter, X wing, whatever the X hell. X wing, yeah. Right? So, you, every level, every level, point. Every level <laughs> is three waves of the same objective. Hey, Destroy that force field. Got it. Hey, there's another force field. Destroy it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Just and the dial- The dialogue is that bad when you're going through this. It's,
0: it's. I uh. You mentioned the AI being bad. I want to yeah. to give you it, just in the three missions I played <laughs> yeah. two examples of just, one like, that was slowly... constant and one that was like just hilariously awful that I have to bring it up is the AI will just stand out in the open all the time with no regard for their lives and sometimes yeah. just run straight at you straight pretty at you. slowly. Yeah, Like, it's...
2: Very slow. Like,
0: running through molasses, they're just slowly running at you. It is the most basic, uninteresting shooting gallery yeah. going through... Like, you just turn off your mind and you point and shoot and it never gets more complicated than that yeah. in the three missions that I've played. Yeah. Again, gotta I mean, there's only, like, that.
2: 12 missions. But so based on
0: what you're describing, it doesn't really changes. get much better. And another moment... There was a guy behind cover. I, I just went around behind him. He didn't see me. Yeah. Threw a grenade. So the, there was a wall above him. Threw a grenade. Hit the wall. Landed right by him. Killed himself. Oh <laughs> I was my like, God. yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to give one
2: spoiler. I don't think anyone's going to be offended. It's not even a real big spoiler. People I... are going to be offended. but All right. Like, don't... you don't care because it's not fun. There's a mission. Well, okay, There's go ahead. There's a mission in the middle of the game where you play as Luke Skywalker. That's the only spoiler. I mean, that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you're offended by that. You get to play as Luke. He's in the trailer. Star Wars. You get to play a mission as Luke Skywalker, right? You get to play as Luke in the game, obviously. So they put him in the campaign. This should be awesome, right? This should be great. You, you're you Luke Skywalker. One of the most legendary fictional characters in the history of humanity. What do you do as Luke Skywalker? You protect a dude standing there, like, trying to unlock something against, like, little bugs. Little bugs are just coming out of the ground, and, like, you're trying to hit them, but the combat is so janky when you're trying to hit these small little bugs that you're just, like, flailing. And, like, the bugs just keep coming for, like, seven minutes, and that's the level. (laughs) It's, It's insane, dude. It's insane. Don't pump the brakes. Yeah. on that review score. I know. When I know. I've been that's the thing. That zero. I, that's the thing. Is like when you get forty people in a map and you spawn as Darth Vader and you strip everything away and you're Darth Maul and you're running through and, and the Star Wars and the Star Wars. Like, it's not bad. It's like it's fun. The the foundation is fun for forty person galactic assault multiplayer. But I but it's not, I think it's 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 not amazing. But it's not it's that, not bad like genre. It's,
0: 40% Galactic Assault I think it's players. a scale, yeah. right? I think it's a scale. And you you at the top of this said, this is the most insidious I've ever felt with 100%. microtransactions, yeah. right? Nothing that I've experienced mm-hmm. in Metal Front 2, nothing even yeah. comes close to, like, really motivating you to wade, want to wade through that BS True. in any way. Exactly. At best, it's fine. Yeah, it's at a s- best. And so, it's just, I, I think that's the thing, Huber, mm-hmm. and... I, I have to do this with myself. Is, I guess you get the sense on every single level that they're banking on the fact that you love Star Wars. Uh huh. That you. Oh, it's so
2: malicious. Yeah. This game is so. And we just can't accept that. Like exactly. Yeah. It's unacceptable. It being Star Wars is not enough. Let's for just this. lock Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader behind paywall. Let's do that because no, everyone wants to be Darth Vader and Luke. Oh,
0: let's give away free characters. Yeah, you still got to buy them with credits. Can yeah, you imagine, like, the meeting where they were like, all right, which characters are we having them spend the 60000 on? Oh, yeah. Darth Vader, of course. Can't believe they locked Chewie out. What the hell?
2: It it's, Can't it's, even be <laughs> Chewbacca. And, they're like, you can't be Chewbacca, too, because, like, Chewbacca's 40,000 credits. You're obviously going to save. If you have 40, you're going all the way for Vader and Luke. Right. So, like, no one is going to be Chewbacca for, like,
1: a month unless, obviously, you pay money that, the An interesting mental exercise for this kind of thing Is trying to put yourself in the mindset of the EA people yeah. The people in that room trying to figure it out mm-hmm. And like, trying to think how they think Where they think this is cool and a good idea Like the Jyn Erse, or whatever her name is Versario Iden Versio That is such a Star Wars name, yeah. god But like, you get 20,000 credits at the end of the campaign And they're yeah. like, that's enough to buy the character from the campaign That's great, but if you don't want her you can. You've got a boost saving up for the other characters. It's you gotta genius. Get, you gotta get started. It's start. great. You gotta we're, get started. We're giving yeah. them a choice. It's uh. We're not just giving them the free thing that they might not want. You know. We're giving them the choice. Mm-hmm. They're gonna love it. What's like, bad
2: too is like Call of Duty, which we're gonna be talking about later. But like Call of Duty has challenges that like give you XP and and crates and stuff and like pretty generous in that regard. Not the. You know just the challenges that they've always had, like Modern Warfare 2 even? Get 20 headshots and you get 1,000 XP, right? Stuff like that. Well, it's
0: a little different here, but yes.
2: So, Battlefront 2 has challenges, but it'll be like, win 50 matches and you get, like, 500 (laughs) credits. 60,000 to buy Darth Vader and you want me to win, like, 50 matches and you're going to give me 500 credits? That's, like...
0: Nothing. You're giving me a penny. At this point, at this point, I just want them to go as as deep as they can, and I want the challenge to be spend money in three other <laughs> EA games <laughs> 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 through EA Origin. I
1: mean, what it sounds like to me is that they think. They're like, oh, this game's got legs. People are gonna mm-hmm. love playing this game, and they're just naturally gonna wanna play it for months and months and months. Yeah. And it sounds like that that's the ecosystem that they're pricing all these things for, where it's like people last as long as possible. Right. <laughs> I, but like it's it's a chicken and the egg kind of a thing where it's like people want to play it for months if it's good and fun and rewarding. Yeah. But if the rewards are so, if the carrot is so far away yeah. you can't see it. It's not a carrot.
2: Like, I cannot stress enough that if you spend $100 on day one, how much of an advantage you will have. I swear, anyone watching out there, like, if you spend 100 bucks, you are so much stronger. Because, like, to to make that up, to make the equivalent of $100, like, 70 loot boxes, that would take in inordinate amount of time that's gonna take you so long and it makes you just right out of the gate so much stronger and more efficient in combat these are real buffs and real bonuses like at least some games that are paid away or like pay for money like hearthstone there's always trade-offs right it's like i'm gonna put this card. i don't know in man hearthstone is bad example. bad example but it's like at least sometimes like abilities We'll get rid of other abilities. You know, it's like oh, I'm gonna use this shotgun instead of the sniper rifle. Like I'm better close range, but now I'm yeah. weaker long range. Right. And it's like, Battlefront Two, the abilities are just like take less damage,
0: <laughs> win better. Yeah, that's the thing. Is is they say like, hey, if you give it enough time, uh, you can you can get this stuff. But it's like, yeah. well, I'm if I refuse to spend money, aren't I in a way having? less of a good time than the yeah, people right. that You're did it. It's not, it's not like we're both having equivalent amounts of fun here and, and I'm yeah. saving money. And obviously, there's skill involved,
2: of course. It's a shooter, like, you know, bet people with that spent, there's gonna be, you know, because that's right. what's crazy is the YouTube culture, right? right. It's where a speedrunner can beat but why are we str- Evil Within 2 in 7 minutes or something, and then the headline is, oh, Evil Within 2, 7 minutes long. It's right. like, just because one person can do it, it's right. like, just because... Most becau- people can't... Like, I could yeah. spend
1: $100 in this game and lose and still, every round. Exactly. I would be terrible Exactly, and then there's people that spend $0 and... Just, I, I don't yeah.
0: understand the need or desire to just have the urge to make exceptions. Like, <laughs> of course, of course there are going to be people out there that don't spend any money. They're yep. going to have videos where th- 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 that's not the point. Yeah. That doesn't make it less sucky. Right. yeah. Like, just because you can point at one thing and exactly. go, hey, I don't know. Um, anyway, I just want to quickly say about the Hearthstone thing. I just personally think that Hearthstone right now is too expensive yeah. and it's not getting better. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say it about is. Hearthstone. It is, I don't want to talk about Hearthstone at this moment <laughs> because we've got <laughs> other things to discuss. I don't want to talk um, about it. <laughs> the Xbox One X is what I want to talk about next. Nice. Um, and... A little preface with the Xbox One X. I didn't really know what to think about it going in. I didn't. Um, being touted as the most powerful gaming console. Say uh, that one more time. The, being touted, at Microsoft touting it as the most powerful gaming console. <laughs> 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 uh, please put the
1: graphics here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like a trailer for like a James Cameron movie. The most powerful. Yeah. The most powerful. And you uh, thought the, the Xbox One was the most powerful. <laughs> you
0: it's it's easy to make light of. It is. It yeah. is. It's easy it's to fun. make fun of the the marketing buzz and and the Oh so much power. It's easy to get into that mindset. Yeah. Um but as somebody who really didn't know what to think going in, the time that I've spent with it so far is has been very impressive. Totally. I am I believe it. I am Way more on board with this box than I thought it was going to be. And I think there's a lot more value there than I initially perceived. Um, And the thing for me uh, is I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins and Shadow of War on my PlayStation 4 Pro on a 4K television. Um, I was like, okay, let's see how this looks uh, on the Xbox One X. I expected it to be a slight bump or that I would really have to strain myself to see it or like boot one up and then immediately boot the other one up. Mm -hmm. No, that was not the, that was not my experience with it. Uh, yeah. With Assassin's Creed and especially with shadow of war immediately apparent, like immediately, like a huge noticeable jump in visual quality. I mean, I was just marveling, uh, Walking around, being like, I, I can't believe how good this looks. Like this, wow. this looks fantastic, and I and was very impressed.
2: That's. Uh, I want to preface too that that is uh, those are specific cases because the developers took extra time right. to optimize. Right. for and we're going to get into that Xbox One X. Right. Whereas
0: not every game will
2: take advantage. But oh, okay, right. Yeah. So it's um, like boost mode kind of deal.
0: And so that's the thing is here in these specific instances. Uh, the jump in quality was noticeable, but we don't know exactly which games are going to have these uh, enhancements going forward and how substantial they're going to be. We just, we just don't know. Uh, but in those specific cases, it looked really good. But the thing with the Xbox One X, um, just a couple of like hardware things that I want to comment on really specifically. It's nice that it doesn't have a power brick like the yeah. Xbox One oh. had. That's really nice. Also, extremely quiet. Uh, I heard it's dead silent. Yeah, it's, it is, yeah, it is. It is. it is Whatever I'm running... Like, I was playing uh It's liquid horizon. Cool? Is that true? I, it had some kind of
1: new cooling, didn't it? I
0: believe it is that. I'm not 100% sure I don't sure remember 100% either, yeah. But I can say, as Huber described, it is silent, and that's very nice. Because I was playing Horizon on my PlayStation 4 Pro, and that thing... It <laughs> th- feels like it's making something inside yeah. of it. Like, <laughs> it's manufactured. It's so loud. I had to crazy. move my PlayStation 4 normal out of...
1: Because I had a little, like, cubby under my, like entertainment, whatever, console mm-hmm. thing, I had to move it and put it on top because it was just getting... Playing near Automata, it was just like... yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm <laughs> vacuuming,
0: right? Things loud. Um, and so there were a couple of perspectives that I want to bring into this Xbox One X conversation uh, that really shaped my opinion on it. Uh, and the first is that I, I got a message from somebody saying, hey, instead of getting a new PC, I got an Xbox One X because I feel like I'm getting, you know, dramatic enhancements to games. And I was thinking about it, and like five hundred dollars seems like a lot, but when you compare it relatively to a PC, uh, it's and like if you half. right, like that's that's pretty substantial. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, and the thing that they didn't have to do, and the thing that is most impressive, uh, is I was playing Oblivion on my Xbox One X, and it they are they're taking 360 games, running them at 4K, and bumping up the frame rate. Whoa! Which was totally true of Oblivion. You're getting faster load times, and it's just booting up the Xbox One X and being like there are all of these 360 games that I can yeah. install I have this admittedly fairly small list I, of original Xbox games that I can put <laughs> in there like and these games are receiving enhancements yeah we I saw a headline that said the Witcher
2: 3 was 60 frames on I, Xbox One X. Yeah,
0: I haven't, unfortunately, really yeah. gotten a chance to test The Witcher 3. That is on my list of things to test. We're going to be yeah. doing a more substantial impressions video. Bloodworth and myself will be doing that. Nice. Um, is I'll it, be checking out more games. Is but it
1: just widespread enhancements for all 360 games? It is or is widespread it enhancements ones? for
0: Xbox 360 games. Wow, okay, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that.
1: I didn't know that it was just bumping up all of them. That's cool. Yeah, so
0: Red Dead
2: Redemption on Xbox One
0: X. Redemption, two, one, one or two? One. Yeah, that's that's the thing is, because that I'm hesitant. Sweet. I'm hesitant to say like, oh man, it's it's huge <laughs> on everything yeah. all the time. Uh, but in the case for Oblivion, specifically, small sample specifically, size. Small sample right, size right. That that sample size will get larger over time. Awesome. Well, um, Oblivion,
1: those kinds of games are scalable from the get go. Like, if you had a monster PC, you were playing yeah. that thing like right. crazy person. Hell yeah. Right, but that's just how they're designed.
0: What leads me to a broader point is how Microsoft has been killing it in terms of value that you're getting for a box that you're purchasing. Like, to me, it's way more impressive. If Like, if you've invested in Xbox, like I have, I booted up my Xbox One X, and it's like, man, I've got like a hundred things that I can install. Things that I haven't just bought the last couple of years, but like the last 10 years, I've got stuff that I can download on here. I've got a lot to play. And I think we live in an era where we've just not only... Gotten accustomed to paying for re-releases that offer any improvement whatsoever, so the fact that we're getting these improvements and they're free right. is very, very nice. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we live in an era like like think about how stingy Sony is being with. What you can play on your PS4 in comparison right. to the Xbox, and I think that's really awesome. And I've uh, I've been trying out the Xbox Game Pass as well, which is another new initiative that they're doing, where it's like, hey, pay this fee, here are all these games you can play, and you look and it's like, hey, this is a, this is a nice list. You've got 360 games on here, you've got Xbox One games on here, you've got a couple of original Xbox games, and so it's just like you have this thing. Where there's a lot to play and they are receiving benefits and a lot of the games that you can play on multiple platforms look the best here and so i'm i'm feeling way better about this machine um, than i did before the problem is is i feel like all of this stuff that i'm describing is sort of like this this alley-oop it's like tossing the ball high and you're waiting for that slam dunk and that slam dunk is this sweet gorgeous original game right. that does not exist yep. I and was that's just going to ask you about that do you think right. it's enough yeah and uh, when I I tweeted that I thought Assassin's Creed Origins looked gorgeous on the Xbox One and, and people were like hey do you, do you think this is worth it and I I don't know I, it depends on who you are and, and what you're looking for if you're somebody that Really, what you care about most is new, exciting, original games that you can't get anywhere else. Like, what is that? Like, I've been... Get a PC. Yeah, get a PC. <laughs> but I think... And the PC argument is a sound one. I think in, in... Like, to this day, I still think the PC is the best platform. Right. I genuinely I mean, it believe just costs
1: that. two to three to four times more.
0: Right. It just... There are some people that don't want anything to do mm-hmm. with PC gaming. There are some people that believe it, it's prohibited or expensive. So I think when you relegate it to a console space, it depends on on what you want. And I've been playing a lot of Horizon. I have. Uh, I've been checking out the Frozen Wilds DLC. And, nice segue. And I was... As I was playing Horizon, I thought to myself, like, this game has been so exciting. Such a nice breath of fresh air. It is like it is like a new thing in a sea of sequels, and a sea of, like... Microtransaction BS, like it's 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 a really great idea with a world that I care about, with characters that I care about, and it's I can't get it on any other thing, and I can't think of a single 2017 Microsoft exclusive I game.
2: I didn't I... go there. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go down console. No, but wars. we have to go there. Yeah, totally. We have to go there. It's, and it's not a, it's not a console war. It's not a fanboyism. It's right. like other than Forza, yeah. There's just nothing. Well, Cuphead. Cuphead. Cuphead, of Cuphead, course you're right of course i, I guess but really <laughs> you're right. Cuphead not, is, is fair there's not as much as the competitors are right. offering in terms of new stuff they've got the backwards stuff locked and loaded which is incredible i can't stress that enough like right. all these games like there's so many um there's so many just ps2 and ps3 and, and ps1 games that i always want to play but it's it's harder, you know, right. you gotta you gotta get out the old system or you have to hope that they've released it on PS four or PS three mm-hmm. and then you've gotta buy it again if you haven't already bought it. Um, so all that's great, but it's twenty seventeen and there's so many good new games right. and that I don't feel like that's where the focus is from Xbox.
0: It's just a. But it's a hard time, thing to reconcile. But then yeah. you say.
2: But then you say Assassin's Creed and Middle Earth. Right. Two of the biggest games of the year. Right. But probably the best.
0: Probably not two of the
2: best. Probably right. not two of the best. Mm-hmm. I really like Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. I haven't had the chance to play Middle Earth yet. Yeah. But again, two huge releases. Like pretty definitively, play the best on Xbox One X. Yeah. Which is something right there. It you know, is. It's, third, it's not nothing. And I.
0: I know we've brought this up before, but the fact that you can play so many of these, you know, Microsoft games on either your Xbox or a PC. Like I just mm-hmm. it's it's hard for you to make an argument I feel like where more options is a bad thing. Yeah. And I feel like that is really a, a shift in Microsoft's philosophy that I think they deserve to be commended on yes. is and they are giving people more options.
2: And that's such a good analogy is the alley They've, they're there, they're man. There. They're They've there. They've got in an so open hoop. Yeah. All they have to do is slam it down. That's right. all they got to do. Right. Because this is the year, uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy got me to buy into 4k HDR. And these last couple games that I've played with HDR have been like life affirming. Yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like out, of, like, like, Call of Duty World War II with HDR, I tested the flamethrower on a Nazi with HDR, and then on a regular 1080p TV, Mm -hmm. and it was night and day. It is. It was a huge Mm -hmm. difference. And Xbox One X has true 4K, true HDR, it's all this stuff. It's got the, the 4K video player, so it's like the 4K machine, but it's like they don't have... The Uncharted, or the Horizons, or the even the Zelda and Mario—it's like right. they don't
0: have that killer game, you know. It, it puts it in a tough position because I think it is absolutely a nice luxury. Mm-hmm. Where if if you care about games and you have extra money to spend, you can buy this thing and you can you can marvel at its power and and that's it sounds like such a weird gross thing to say but it's true like you you will see games looking hella good on this yes and that is a nice luxury it really is but i wish i really wish there was a game that i could say where it's like no they have this game it's so great it's got so many great ideas it looks phenomenal it'll take you to this brand new world Th- th- you just don't have that, and I, I do think you need that, and I think you need that especially now, especially in this time where every couple of weeks we get on this show and we're amazed at the quality of games that we're getting. You want to be a part of that conversation. yeah? Like This has been a momentous year, and you want to have plenty of names to throw up into that year as well. Yep. And so it is nice. It is a nice box. I don't yeah. feel like it is... Necessary in the way that I want it to be, mm-hmm. in the way that I think it it could it very well to be. To be. Yeah, absolutely. I just—it's been years, man. Like
2: you know, there's the internet memes, internet jokes, gears, Halo, Forza. Like that—that is—that is it. I do feel bad. There is, is bad. some truth to that. There joke, is some truth man. to that joke. You know, like feel- uh, that's why I loved Quantum Break so much because right. it was this weird. Microsoft excluded like it was such an Xbox game with the they were like so they they tried something you know the TV show and this and that and it's like take more risks take more chances like give me more of that like scalebound getting canceled was a huge blow because that could have been one of those must-have
0: games that you can only play on Xbox. Um, I do feel bad about forgetting Cuphead though because that is a game that I just loved. Loved, loved, loved. Like, couldn't mm. stop playing it once I got it. And so fun. it is not fair to forget it, because that is a great game. That is something completely different. That is yeah. something you can play on only Xbox and PC. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you don't want to spin a narrative that is leaving out things like that. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. Um, but... What I will say, to, to to maybe end this on a positive note, is I think the foundation is there. Absolutely. And so if we do get those games, yeah. you know, the story isn't over yet. Totally. But I just think, like, that Crackdown 3 delay, I'm really yeah. feeling it right now. I mean, I don't know how good a Crackdown 3 is going to be, mm-hmm. but at least it'd be something. At least yeah. it'd be...
2: Something new.
0: Yeah. And
2: the biggest thing for me that I've been saying for years, if Red Dead Redemption 2 looks noticeably better... Mm-hmm. On Xbox One X, that is right. going to make me want it, <laughs> desire yeah. it, you yeah. know? Things like yeah. that. Getting those big third-party games that are that are true 4K, HDR, running better, 60 frames, what have you. That's
0: such an excellent point to bring up because I think with Shadow of War and Assassin's Creed Origin, it not coming out at launch you didn't necessarily have to make that decision. Like, I started both of those games on PS4 because it came out sooner. And it's like, hey, these are huge games, I want to check them out immediately. Whereas moving forward, having that decision at launch, but again, we'll have to see what enhancements that'll bring and how substantial they'll be. Totally.
1: And it'll have to be pretty substantial if you want to pay $560 to play Red Dead Redemption too. Exactly. right. <laughs> and, but the and thing that we
0: can say about Red Dead Redemption, right, like, hyperbole on, I suppose, but, like, Red Dead Redemption, you just say Red Dead Redemption, it. and I go, whew. I get yeah. chills. Yeah, like, that. that yeah. is a game that, to me, was, was so important and so amazing yeah. and, like, a defining game of the last generation where it's yeah. like, Okay, okay, I'm willing to invest yeah, right. if you can reach a similar level of experience. Like for me personally,
2: and I know Jones will second it and probably you too Ben. Yeah, even you like Grand Theft Auto or no. What? Do you like Grand Theft Auto? Uh no. no. Just Red Dead. Red I love Red, love Red Dead. Dead. Yeah. But yeah. like Rockstar's track record, even if you don't like GTA, yeah, yeah. They you do know? make good they, stuff. They make good stuff. They make good like, stuff. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh but what the the thing is though, if the Xbox One X has all these like enhancements then what's stopping Sony from going out and securing those exclusive deals? It's like, well, if Red Dead Two is gonna look and play better on right. Xbox, we're gonna make sure that we have exclusive guns and outfits and story chapters and right. all this other and stuff. Undead Nightmare Two comes out ex- six months early. Yeah, yeah. Then, then what do you go for? It's like, do you want the content or do you want the performance? Who knows. I was, hard choices. If I was Microsoft, I would give Rockstar every cent we have and say, give us the best performance and best content. Right. Huge game. Huge moment. Console showdown. Yeah. <laughs> see, see how it shakes out.
1: <laughs> it is weird because, yeah, like you're saying, they're primed for some new thing, and I just hope that they have something waiting in the wings. Cause, right. Because I've had the weird feeling that, like, the Xbox One X is just like a... A thing that they did because they could, Mm -hmm. but they're transitioning right. But they're just transitioning into a PC only infrastructure or some weird thing. Like I don't know, but like yeah, it's weird that they don't have some big system seller.
0: It's really Mm -hmm. been a crisis of identity for Microsoft, and I don't feel like that's unfairly painting them, uh, because if you think about how the generation started with the whole controversy of what the Xbox One was supposed to be as a multimedia machine. Right. That whole controversy kind of ate up I think a lot of the attention that the original stuff that they really were pumping a lot of time and attention to mm-hmm. uh, like Quantum Break like Sunset Overdrive, it like, uh, overdrive too. That's like that it, that, that kind of ate it in a sense and then you've got sort of this Switch uh, to no, we're all about games, we're all about games, we're all about choices, and you just you've seen kind of this this evolution. Now it's like no, we're gonna give you the most powerful console, but it's like you 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 built this really cool car that doesn't have a driver, right? Um, and it's got a lot of it's got a lot of sweet enhancements on the side, but it's just it's like you built a really cool car, but it has like
1: twenty year old wheels on it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it'll be
2: interesting too because PS Three having Blu Ray support paid off in the long run. As opposed to Xbox 360. So now that Xbox One X has a 4K video player and PlayStation 4 Pro does not. What does that mean? So The 4K discs. Oh. so they 4K sell Blu-rays? A 4K Blu-ray now can only be used on Xbox One X and okay, not okay. PlayStation 4 Pro. This is the year, from what I've seen, that 4K is going to start getting into a lot more houses. Yeah. Uh, the Black Friday deals are absolutely insane they're right. giving 4k tvs away seriously like 120 for a 4k tv hdr for like 400 bucks it's out of control right and it's, it's so point it'll be it'll be interesting when more people have 4k tvs if they double down on 4k blu-rays
1: well and it's weird though because we're going into like a disc infrastructure like i was thinking about that like my laptop just doesn't have a disc drive on it mm-hmm. like my my pc does not have a disc drive on it yeah like i don't besides my ps4 i have nothing in my house that can play discs yeah. my ps3 i guess my old ps3 but like i love the disc
2: for like a couple key movies you right know, like i right. want the blu-ray or the 4k blu-ray yeah. of the shining right for that you're gonna watch the game audio and yeah
1: yeah fincher <laughs> Yeah, Pop in the Blu-ray. Fincher
2: Ray. pop in the Blu-ray. That yeah. Criterion yeah. collection. Yeah, But a very rare case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fincher, good
1: call. I was trying to do you a favor, but I wrote... Uh, I thought we were moving on to Horizon. Not yet. Yeah. Oh, um, so I wrote down a number was that's there. point It that a perfect there. segue.
0: Yeah, it's... So I'm sorry about that. I, I just feel like we're getting close to the end of the year. It, we're getting to a point where I could reasonably ask you guys, hey, what are your favorite games of the year? Yeah, I can And ask. I feel yeah, like yeah. a lot of what we're saying, uh, Microsoft is just not represented on that list for us in, in a big way. And when they make a console that from a design perspective seems so smart and seems so forward-thinking... yeah. It, it's really a crippling blow in a frustrating way. It's very it's not... No, like, I want it. Like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not against it. Please give right. it to like, me. That, I want to.
2: Isn't that insane? It's 2017. It's mm-hmm. one of the best years of all time for video games. And the Xbox One X comes out in 2017. Yep. Yet, when the year is over, it's they have even in the conversation. very little representation. I think Cuphead will awards. be part of the conversation. Cuphead, of course. Yeah. And Forza 7, yeah. of course.
0: But... I don't know if 4 to 7 will be part of that conversation. If, I mean, if we do a racing game category. It's, yeah, it's only compared it's to it's GT in Sport. It's not in the Goaties, yeah. I mean, sure.
2: Is yeah. supposedly better. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, but, yeah. That's just what I hear.
1: <sighs> if you're playing it on the Xbox One X, probably looks awesome, dude. It yeah. probably looks amazing. We were talking
0: amazing. about alley oops and making poor basketball metaphors. <laughs> Let's move on to a slam dunk. Uh, a slam dunk that, like, there, there are a couple of games on this list that I have played a substantial amount of, and then I put more time into, like, where you you think you love something, right? Like, like when you're in the beginning of a relationship, you're like, no, I, I feel good about this. And then you, you spend some more time with them, you know, you see all of their weirdness, and then you're just like, no, I'm absolutely certain that I love you to bits, and that is Super Mario Odyssey.
1: Yeah. For me.
0: Um, because... I, I finished the story of that game and I'd felt good about it. Um, I do not want to comment even slightly on how I feel about the ending of the game but I just overall I felt very good about my experience about Mario Odyssey that game th- I'm not even close that game is so much stuff and yeah. all of it is so good you go here and they're like hey thanks for beating the game we're going to completely change around yeah. this world we're going to give you a whole bunch more stuff to collect we're going to put all of these characters in, all over the place yeah. have a good time do you want to feel good maybe yeah. play this game that's how super here's, here's two times as many moons you can go get yeah. I'm not even close <laughs> and I think I think when you hear the number of moons it's easy to get discouraged but totally. the moons that I'm chasing after now like not of course not all of them are winners because remember people Concerned about how many shrines there were, right. right? Same thing, Ben. Right, but it's not, it's a non issue. It's, it's a, a non issue. I'm going through these worlds just combing every corner and love, like, they, they're still throwing in completely new mechanics that I've never seen. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. amazing. There are new
1: gameplay moments that happen, yeah, after you've beaten the game and still been playing for a few. The nice thing that there are so many moons is that you don't have to, if there's a moon that's getting annoying. You just stop trying to get it at that moment. Right. You don't have to feel bad about it. You're right. like, I'll get a different moon in five minutes.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the what you're talking about with the flood of moons, I think that's so important to keeping you in it, is I don't have those moments in Mario Odyssey where it's like... Because there are some cryptic moons. There are some oh, moons that yeah. are weird to get. There are also plenty of moons where it's like, oh, I sneezed and there it is. And right. I think it is easy to view that as a negative. But by having so many moons that cross the whole spectrum of difficulty from the most casual and easy to yeah.
2: very challenging
0: right yeah. but you're getting pleased in all areas all the time mm-hmm. like it's always happening like you yeah. you're not spending more than a couple of minutes like not interacting with some new challenge mm-hmm. and that's that's incredible and like all good mario games like
2: basically every mario game when you take the extra time like to to get the extra post game stuff it is so rewarding on so many levels because Mm -hmm. just the act of getting all the stuff is incredible. Like you just said, new mechanics introduced after the game's already over. Right. So all of that is fun, and then they give you some sick payoff by doing all that extra stuff. they're Like, oh, you got 500 moons? Like, here's something. Right. So cool.
1: That's, that's, I don't know if I actually said that, but, like, there are so many moons, but you don't need to get all of them to unlock some of the later unlockable stuff. You just need to get, like... Like, I'm almost there, and I haven't even been, like, trying that hard. Right. Like, I need, like, 60 more, and I've unlocked everything. And yeah. it's like, okay. And there are hundreds more moons. Yeah. yeah.
2: But if you do get 999, you also get something. Yeah. Right.
0: It's crazy. And we, we uh, talked a lot uh, with Battlefront 2 about rewards and... Uh, Or lack thereof. I think think it's something (laughs) that when you describe it in words, it sounds so whatever or not a huge point of praise, but the outfits that you get from Mario are so exquisitely done in this video game because, again, like we were talking about with the moons, There's that wide range. You can go and you can just buy some for a couple of hundred coins, and those are really cool. Yeah. You kind of just get some on the low end uh, with the unique world currency, and those are cool. Uh, you unlock more at the end of the game by getting more moons, and those are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and, and, then, then, and then, Ben, remember when we were talking about
2: the, the gold coins, the money? Yeah. You can just keep buying moons, so it makes moons. gold coins right. super valuable post-game. And because you want to
0: keep buying moon, 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 right, moon, moon. A moon. really sick, super expensive coin outfit that I yes. really want and am slowly chipping away at. Yep. and it's 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 turned coins, which let's be real, have been kind of meaningless yeah. in a lot of Mario games of late. It's it's made me excited to go get coins yeah. as a, like not as excited as I am for getting moons but yeah like you definitely like
1: <clears throat> pick them up whereas previously you would not walk three feet to the right to get coins now
3: no, you do right <laughs> right
0: yeah. but I think that's important I think that that changes how you feel about the environment that you're walking around in right mm-hmm. and I think it, I think it is easy. To not experience much of this game and go, there's there's just too much, I think that is an easy criticism for your mind to latch onto, Mm -hmm. but when you really suck Mario Odyssey dry for all it has, you realize how densely packed it is in a meaningful way, and that is astoundingly impressive. There's as much as you want there to be. Right. Yes,
1: like, and it's as hard as you wanted it to.
0: It's, it's right. An,
2: Mario is just perfection for everyone. I mm. heard.
1: I heard a <laughs> lot of criticisms from reviews and stuff out of the gate, where it's like it's way too easy. And I'm like, clearly, you didn't play some of this insane late game stuff. There, there are some of these like weird uh, tube puzzle things that you go into later, where like you got to do like moves yeah. to get to the final. Moon, and like if you die, you start the entire room over again, and it kind of sucks. It's so hard, yeah. But it's like it that's there if you want it to be there, that is there.
0: Hard Mario is in this game a lot, and man, I agree with everything that you said completely. I do think there is fair criticism to Lobby that maybe they could sprinkle that stuff in a little bit more. The main game is very easy. The main game is very easy, and that's that's okay. I'm okay yeah. with the main game being easy. I think there is a point to the main game being easy. I understand that. Yeah. I'm just saying you Sprinked could with. you could sprinkle it. You could sprinkle it in a way that wouldn't hurt people who need it to be easy at that point. There's, there's an absence of the really hard...
1: Side challenges during most of the main game yes. that then suddenly emerges after you've beaten the game, right? And a lot a big of it way emerges that yeah. I think you, yeah, they could have sprinkled them in optionally during the main campaign, and yeah. you
2: could have just sprinkled one ghost house in,
0: just one. Could've I just mean, did. The, that hurt you. The ghost house hurt you. I understand. <laughs> I, understand. I understand. Bonneton,
1: so Bonneton so is a ghost town. Well, like a, a boo ghost. I wasn't
2: yeah. Seeing yeah, boos. yeah. They're boos, boos wearing hats. They are boos wearing like, hats. Just give me that.
0: In the ghost house? Yeah, There's I mean I was missing what? the ghost
2: house. <laughs> <testing. laughs> DLC, maybe <laughs> like DLC. It hurts so bad because Odyssey's so good, and you have the, the Cappy, and Cappy's probably never gonna return. And it's like I wanted to go through a ghost house with Cappy. Oh, yeah. And how that plays differently than past Mario's. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. just like I want to play a ghost house because I love the ghost house. It's like I want to play a ghost <laughs> yeah. house
1: in Odyssey throwing the hat. But <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> you're in a ghost house with Cappy and you throw Cappy to try to possess a ghost, but then Cappy knows that ghost and instead of possessing him he's just like, uh, no, he's just like, oh hey man, how you doing? Like, <laughs> and and looks like, like chat for don't, have your, while, and while and you don't have your head for a
0: while because the chat is soft. In in absence of the ghost house, though, I will say from a from I, a visual variety and design standpoint, oh, yeah. like the Luncheon Kingdom on every level, yeah. like it it just looks amazing. Yeah. This 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 neon splash of love, yes. like everything that you're exploring, is amazing. Why does the Woody Kingdom have one of the best tracks of the year? Oh Why is the track yeah, that track so infectiously good? good? Yep. Do you, I discovered a
1: secret thing in in the woods. I probably didn't. Root I'll just say Dark Root Basin. That's all I'll say. Oh my god. <laughs> what? I can't. <laughs> just, just try falling. Okay. Oh my god. Oh man. Dude. Yeah. I gotta it's, go great. Right now. it's great. It's um, great. But yeah, like, and, uh, and talk I'm, about like sorry. different different gameplay mechanics that they introduce with the different possessions. Like some of these are good enough to be their own game. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes I, the little like the, the bullet water bill. spring, the bullet
0: the, bill. Yeah. The, the, no, the, the water, water spring, spring one is like the lava. The player. water spring one. I'm yeah. like, I would play a game yes, where this yes. is yes. how you control for, your guys. For context, audience. You're this little squid thing in this bubble of water, oh, yeah. and you can yeah. jet forward yeah. and upward, and up. but you consume water to do that, so you have to touch water periodically to recharge yourself, and I'm it's like, just brilliant.
1: I'm just like, this is really good. It's yeah. just fun. This is a good mechanic. The, the lava boys is, are fun. The, the lava boys lava are great. Boys yep. Jumping up and down in the lava. Yep. I'm just like, when I realized, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Like There are times where, like you possess like a tree or a rock. And you're just like, okay, <laughs> yep. I'm doing this now.
2: I feel like such a spoiled brat for complaining about the ghost house because, like, there's some stuff that Odyssey gives you that is yeah. beyond the yeah. wildest dreams. Yeah, and which other Mario <laughs> game do you play as a T-Rex? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yep. Oh, man. The late game <sighs> stuff you can do? Oh, man. Just
0: speaking of the T-Rex, though, like, that is something... They could have gone for an easy one with the T-Rex, where... You kind of work, and then you're like, "Oh, there it is!" And you go, and you get the T-Rex, and you smash the box, and get the moon. And you're like, "Wow! Thank you, Mario Odyssey, for that cool moment." They could have just stopped there, right. and would have been fine. But they uh, they take that idea, they take that concept, and apply it in so many different ways in this small little kingdom. Like they just they just use it for all that it's worth every time in every kingdom, and that's and like it's great. They it's shake, a good game. They shake things up late later
1: too, where it's like oh, okay, I thought this was the only way you were going to use the T-Rex. And then in later things that happen, you're just like, okay, I didn't see this coming. you yeah. like, all right, sweet. <laughs> I thought
0: we were done with that. Right. Yeah. I guess I thought, we're not. I
1: thought we'd plumbed the depths of the T-Rex, but we have not. Yeah, that's a great game.
0: Speaking of other things that make us feel good, Ian, huh? you finally played... Whoa, excuse me. Whoops. Uh, you finally played through the second Dark Souls 3 DLC, The yeah. Ring City.
1: Beat it last night, finally. Uh, which is weird cuz Praise the sun. Yeah, Omar saw me playing it and he's like there's new stuff for that and I'm like no, I'm just finally finishing this DLC. Yeah, he's I like even... you didn't play it the second it came out. I'm Praise like I did. But then it's 2017 right. and like 30 Overloaded games came right. out.
0: Right now I'm not alive. Like yeah. Persona
1: 5 or something came out right after that and I was <laughs> like, well, here we go. Um but yeah, man, it was good. It was good. There were parts of it that were like punishing in ways the Dark Souls isn't normally punishing. Where it's like these things just kill you over and over again, and you're trying to go through them, like trying to just get to the next place. I the, like flying things. That that definitely sounds. Was that part one or part two? Yep. uh, The ghost archers and stuff like that. I just like, and I'm just like, you know what? I get, I like it from a lore standpoint. Like, I beat it, and then immediately watched three Vati Vidya videos before going to sleep. That's the thing. It's like, okay, I think I understood what was happening, and then I watched those videos. It's like, okay, now I actually understood what was
0: happening. I'm trying to understand where you're coming from, because <laughs> punishing and things killing you, preventing you from getting somewhere, seems very Dark Souls Yeah, yeah, me.
1: yeah, but I mean, like, uh, there was one chunk that I was struggling with for a while, and I wasn't getting, like, irritated, but I was just like, man, this is harder than normal, which is kind of good, I guess? Mm-hmm. Like, it's but not a But is it harder detractor. in a different way? It was harder in a different way, where it's like, it's like, you get to the end of this huge gauntlet, and if you screw up at all, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about kind of a different place than the archers right now, but like, uh, and it's just a long time between bonfires, you know, which is normal. And then you, the, then the funny thing, classic dark souls is once you've gotten through it, then it seems like a cakewalk later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, whatever. I love it. I don't know. I love it. And the bosses are really good.
2: The final boss is, I think, really underrated and, and wow. one of the How have I not best played this?
1: boss fights it's in cool souls. Fight. Oh my well, God, and my life. the... It, it it kind of felt like a greatest hits. um Like, here's all... It, it it was basically like, and I think this might actually just be true, but it's just like, here's all of Miyazaki's favorite things from the Souls series. Let's do one of each in the whole DLC yeah. and then just be so, done.
0: So a dragon's in there. There's yeah. a dragon. <laughs> there's a very, very
1: good dragon in there. Yeah, yep. There is a very cool Demon Souls um, kind of throwback yep. in there that's very neat. And the, the final boss is just like, straight up classic up tragic
2: one on one. Yeah. classic tragedy backstory yeah. you feel bad the bottom <laughs> as you're fighting yep. him? is there like <laughs> chanting during the boss fight
1: i don't remember what the music i think it's was. like really slow but then it picks up yeah it starts slow but it's it it's one go. of those boss fights where it's kind of like you're you're fighting them and you're like do you want me to win <laughs> i think you might want me to win like the character you know not by making it easy but just like lore wise it's like mm-hmm. you want me to kill you don't you
0: um, Ian, I've got a question for you. Hey. Uh, so, Dark Souls, I Souls in general, or sim- Souls-like things, have been dominant for like eight years now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I obviously we talk a lot about Dark Souls, which is a, a point of criticism video. in every that, video that we get. Um, Look, everything is like Dark Souls. It's just a thing. It's not us. No, it's but just I, the reality. I, I think taking a step <laughs> removed from Easy Allies, Souls has been a very dominant part of. The the shaping of games moving forward and and very much a part of the cultural conversation mm-hmm. in a big way both good and bad yeah um and the ring city kind of kind of this wrap up of sorts um and kind of we're kind of at this weird in between time uh of souls like things where we're now we're just getting a lot of the inspirations yeah finishing this how did you feel did you feel a sense of of closure of of wanting to move on did you want more did you immediately miss it like what was happening with you
1: um. I At first, my kind of initial reaction was, that was cool. Oh, there's not a cutscene. Okay, oh, I must have to go do this. And then I went and did that, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then having watched the Vati Vidya like, story videos about it, yeah, um, it solidified kind of my feeling that, yes, this is a good ending to the series. It's definitely a weird ending, and where, one that you don't necessarily... Like... I'm like, wow, yeah, they just wrote this and that's the lore. And, like, who would have guessed that this thing from Dark Souls 1 would end up being the really most important stuff? Uh, Is interesting. You know, like, paintings being – I can mm-hmm. say that without spoiling it. Like, paintings being as important as they are mm-hmm. isn't something I would have guessed um, going into Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you learn about furtive pygmies. You learn things. Like, it's great. It's very cool. Painted worlds, baby. Painted worlds. The uh, the relationship between Gwen and like other characters, it's very cool.
0: Neo just recently came out on PC, and N- Neo is a game that I think very highly of. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of ways, I, I still
1: want to finish Neo. I never finished it.
0: I think mechanically, it's it's very sound. Um, I think it's it's. Level design and the monsters, even though there's not enough of them, are very interesting. I like the way that they engage you in fights. Yeah. Um, I like the variety of weapons. I like how all of them feel. But the thing that's missing, despite I think being kind of the best imitator of the Souls style, yeah. is is that absorbing sense of mystery where uh, it it emphasizes feeling over over everything else. Riff. Like the, the, it, I I never had that moment. In Neo, in the same way, where in in some of these Souls games and in Bloodborne, where I was just at a new place and completely in awe at what it was presenting to me because your mind is racing with the implications. Like, there's obviously a very crucial moment in Bloodborne where everything kind of turns on its head, and it just I didn't have that uh, in any of the Souls imitators, and I feel like that's kind of what they miss. The Souls
1: games are maybe uh, unique. Certainly, they do them, in my opinion, best, maybe, where like a huge important story beat is just kind of like a vibe that you're getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, mm-hmm. and you find out later, like, yeah, that weird vibe you had was like <laughs> the most important plot point. You just have to watch four hours of internet videos to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then you're like, what? <laughs> like, that corpse on the wall is like this most important. But the, the, the
0: importance for me is when I go and I seek out those videos, it's because I feel that desire to know more, right. rather than I have to in right. order to like get any enjoyment to. out of this. And that's yeah. that's
1: the important thing is like because I I know a lot of people don't like that, mm-hmm. and I fully understand that. Like yeah, that makes sense. Like Neo is is a Souls like combat game that's telling a straight story with cutscenes and talking. Right, and that's not bad. That's mm-hmm. great. It's it's just not what souls it's not what Miyazaki is doing. But I, and no, like nothing is I don't think any I prefer that just because I find it interesting. But it's right. not better or
0: worse. Yeah, I mean I I prefer that that sort of mystery that we were talking about too. But I will say the ending of Neo gets so batshit insane really? that I was like. This is this is so deeply dumb and so amazing. Oh, really? Like it's just it's just kind of a joy to watch. I never watch finished unfold. it cuz like
1: you guys and a few other people were just kind of like, yeah, you've already basically seen everything the game's going to throw. I,
0: I think that is the thing is is there's this this weariness that you get a little bit at the end of Neo where you you sort of feel like it's run out of the bulk of its tricks. Right. Not that there aren't cool things that happen until the end of the game but it definitely needed some some more did, enemies a few more surprises did as any as of us play the out. dlc not the yet no i haven't no either. before we have go to conversations i want to i want to try in. to play it and you can like
1: ghost costume as a lady now so i'm into that nice i gotta try that out it's very nice don't know if you need the dlc to do that or if you just can do i it. have no idea I, I only put a couple hours in yeah you? that's so weird to me
2: i know well because everyone was not too hot on it right and there's so much this it's year. a great game you know when i heard like it's Cause that's the thing is like with souls, it's so stressful, mm. but right. so rewarding and right. worth it, and so yeah, freaking good. Whereas Neo, I just kept hearing like, oh, it kind of runs out of steam, you know. I wasn't big on so much loot and the fact that the levels were levels. It wasn't just big internet, well, yeah, but, yeah, but I think there was just like more negative in the air than positive sure. and there's so many
1: but obligations I had otherwise it's Dark Souls on Emu though I
0: know <laughs> I get you I want to go back think, to it I think a lot of those criticisms are totally valid and I don't want to hand wave those away Yeah. but as, as somebody who finished the main game of Neo yeah, I think there's so much goodness in there that even if you just play for 20 hours and you're like, "Wow, that was really cool," and yeah, then you drop yeah. it, that's still a pretty good 20 hours. Totally. That's that's I should go back. Yeah, I, I put a couple hours it in I really liked it. Like yeah. you
1: should you should keep going until you're done with it. Yeah. That's okay. kind of what I, it,
0: did. I I like the Hitting things with trend. melee weapons like Neo wins my award for it wins whatever category. It's got a it really is. good axe. Yes.
2: But it's it, the one game where like it, feel, it doesn't feel wrong to use the axe, but it feels right to use a sword. Man, <laughs> you know? I I use I the hell out the of axe. that axe, and it's
1: so good. It's so good. The axe is the boss killer, and the swords yeah. are everybody else. Nice. When
0: That's you... Great. Huber, I know you're right with the katana. Yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but when you're flipping around with that axe, it hell also yeah. feels really good. whirlwind The guns feel really good. The
1: bows feel really good. Reading your enemies in Neo is very good. Like... There, there were moments where it felt like real fighting because your enemy changes stance, and then yeah. you change stance to re- to like repel that. So and the, cool. the key
0: pulse that I love that that little flourish yeah, yeah, yeah. after the end of a dodger or, or an attack, like mm-hmm. it just oh, it feels good getting those. Feels but good. man,
1: my head got so messed up between souls and Neo button. Uh, oh yeah I'm, the, using the face buttons instead of the shoulder buttons I was like what's happening I'm hopping could,
0: around between like Assassin's Creed Shadow of War and Horizon oh yeah yeah like, button I confusion yeah. I definitely had like a Neo <laughs> moment in Dark Souls last
1: night where I used Estus instead of attacking cause just Neo got in there for a second I, I feel know.
0: like every time I take a break from Souls and then and jump back into Souls like without fail almost immediately I will accidentally drink Estus oh yeah, yeah. every time yeah um, Ian, have you ever been caught in frame trap? Uh I maybe? <laughs> uh just my life, you know. For those of you who aren't familiar with with cotton frame trap, uh, somebody will say something wink wink that triggers uh, this little game that we play. It's a, it's a nice way to break up the show. It's a nice way to, to keep these guys on their toes. Uh, and one of them says a word that triggers this little multiple-choice trivia game I knew that we play. I knew it would do I knew it. Do you know what you said? Do you know what it was? Was it Estes? No. Oh. No, was it was a pretty... It's a word that Easy Allies likes to abuse. It's one of our, our abused words that we love. I love it. I say it all the time, but Souls. it's one of our abused words. No. Well, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Frame trap. Frame trap. Frame trap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the word was vibe. Oh, yeah. vibe. vibe. Nice. Yeah. I'm amazed
1: I beat Huber to that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good vibes. Um, good vibes.
0: So when we say this forbidden word, demons transport us into a hellish realm, but we do receive a little bit of protection. From uh, our sponsors, and we've got the most sponsors that we've ever had today. We've got two new ones, which is really cool and exciting. Um, and they're gonna be they're gonna be helping us out today in this cotton frame trap. Are
1: these real?
0: Yeah, these are real. Wow, these are real. <laughs> they were big sponsors. Oh, I was
1: looking. I was looking up. Oh, at the, don't don't look at I'm the sorry. answers. Not at the answers. Look, okay, I All just right. looked
0: at the the
1: headlines of one of them, and I was like, they're like big huge brands. I was like, what? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was we'll, like we'll what?
0: get there. We'll get there. Don't are look we at that. Don't look now? at that. Um... Our first sponsor today is Our Ghosts of War. It's a first-person shooter. Uh, it's a first-person, excuse me, World War II experience that redefines the survival genre. Launching with an unrelenting 16-kilometer environment and featuring an innovative multinational warfare system. Foraging, hunting, salvaging, bunker building, NPC and resource management, and a deeply customizable job system, your strategic and survival prowess will empower you and your brothers in arms to battle toward multiple paths of victory. Our Ghosts of War is more than just another survival game, it's a love letter to World War II and survival fans alike. Follow the development of the project on Twitter at Our Ghosts of War for daily updates. Our second sponsor is Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Whoa. Keep on keeping on.
1: It's always interesting when you learn someone's real name. Yeah.
0: You just knew Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah the mystery revealed. Whoa. Kind of. Just kind a little of. peek behind the The curtain. mystery deepens. Right. Uh, one of our new sponsors uh, this episode is Crestfallen. I'm going to kind of uh, tell you about the world of Crestfallen before I tell you what it is. The world is on fire and kingdoms are falling. Among the flames, we follow the paths of five unlikely heroes. How can the fates of a slave, an assassin, a nobleman, a dragon slayer, and a hermit influence the fate of the world? It's time to set forth on an epic journey set in the high fantasy world of Alfta. Crestfallen is a comic book written by Swedish writer oh. Chris Dybeck and with art by artist Luca. I hope I got that name right. Check out their Facebook page right now and be on the lookout for the Kickstarter, which will launch on November 15th. Uh, this comic book they wanted me to mention uh, is done in an old school way. The art is drawn on paper and it's not digital art. So oh. I thought that was that was a really cool thing. Cool. And I think, yeah, the fantasy world of, of Crestfallen sounds pretty intriguing. So hopefully you'll check that out. And our final sponsor of the day uh, inside decided to... Uh, incorporate the frame trap lore into the description (laughs) the lords of yonder with permission by the demons of the frame trap dimension would like to share with you a (laughs) glimpse into another universe a strange unthinkable dimension where sega never stopped making consoles and there was never a bad sonic game if this is a world you'd like to live in even for a moment Mm -hmm. please listen to elsewhere presents sonic the podcast just for fans and join host Griff Newcastle and his guests as he embarks on the psycho-spiritual journey that is loving Sonic. <laughs> Simply search Elsewhere on the podcast app or go to ElsewhereShows.com where you can also see pixel art from the games of this other world. Uh, and so, for... <laughs> Uh, this podcast, Sonic the... For, elsewhere presents Sonic the Podcast. I'll be showing some pixel art right now and I didn't mention this during the Crestfallen part but I'll also be showing some Crestfallen art uh, when I'm reading that. So, check that out. A little, little visual aids. Yeah. And now, it's time for the game. Okay. I have five multiple choice questions here. Each with three possible answers, A, B, and C. Uh, now, You must listen to all three options completely. We've had problems with this in the past. You must listen to all three options completely before answering. And if you want to answer, you have to whisper Hotake into the mic. (laughs) I will acknowledge you, and then you will give your answer. The first person to whisper Hotake does it. Now, (laughs) if you are successful in getting the most number of questions right, you have the privilege of breaking us out of the frame trap. Okay. The topic (laughs) for this little quiz is video game product tie-ins. I'm going to give you a brand, and you're going to tell me which of th- these three games had a tie-in with this product. That's not saying it is the only video game that has ever had a tie-in with the product. It is from these three options, uh-huh. which of them had a tie-in with
1: these it. Are, I saw the, the, the brand, yeah. and I thought when you said our sponsors, I was like, these are the wow. ones I was like, whoa, okay. Whoa.
0: <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's. Right. yeah, body spray. All right. The first brand is Edge Shave Gel. <laughs> Which of these three games had a tie-in with Edge Shave Gel? Is it A, Batman Arkham Origins, B, Assassin's Creed Unity, or C, Battlefield 4? All of those sound very plausible. Otake. Michael Huber. C, Battlefield 4? Incorrect. Uh, huh. oh, Otake. Ian Hink. B, Assassin's Creed? That's correct. Oh, Ian's on yes. the board. Was it Unity you said? <laughs> Unity, Unity yeah. Assassin's Creed oh, Unity.
1: Goodness. That did sound familiar, but I don't know why they would do that. Have face glitches? <laughs> Shave them off with edge body <laughs> That's edge. really good. <laughs> Shave your crew. That would have been such a it's like that face, and he's just like ah,
0: ah. <laughs> face glitch away. All right. Next brand, Subway. Oh. Is it A Uncharted 3? B Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 or C the Elder Scrolls Skyrim. The Elder Scrolls 5 is Skyrim. Otake. Ian. B would make the most sense,
1: but I, I want to say C, Skyrim? Incorrect. Oh. Huber, you want me to read the options again? Oh, no yeah. doggy. B, Call
2: of
0: Duty. Uncharted 3! Oh my God. Oh, oh my Both wrong. Wow, I thought you would I get that gonna one. I was going
2: to go for it, but I, was, I didn't want to believe that Uncharted had Subway nope. as a tie-in. Totally yeah, did. Yeah, heavily, so. heavily. I, I just didn't want to believe it. It wasn't in
1: the game, though, right?
0: You could by going to Subway. You got I don't remember what it was. I participated in it, but I don't remember exactly XXXP. what it was. Yeah, it was some, I don't know. It was something <laughs> like you buy. It's on the cupboard. I don't remember exactly okay, the okay, details okay. of it, but it definitely was. But they,
1: I don't. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember them eating at a Subway in the game.
0: <laughs> All right, that's woof. Axe body spray. we <laughs> go. A Battlefield 4, B Saints Row 4, or C FIFA 14. Oh, okay. Huber, a Battlefield 4. Correct! Ugh. He's on the board! <laughs> they
2: were sweating. Ah. It was like Axe Body Spray. Maybe maybe I'm just making that up in my head.
1: All right, That sounds familiar. They were playing it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Too intense. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next two are my favorite ones. So we're doing a little bit of a throwback one here. Uh, Franco-American, uh, creators of SpaghettiOs and oh. Raviolios.
1: Okay. Oh, man. Now I
0: missed those. A, I mean, SpaghettiOs still exist, I think. Yeah, but they're just yeah. not good. Yeah. I think
1: I think it, the yeah. memory of eating that yeah. is better than. I had a lot of them growing up. I shouldn't yeah. actually
0: re-experience that and, and replace it's like a once the memory. A year. Once I'm a, a year you know what? I'm buying a can of SpaghettiOs after this. If you do that, tweet it. Okay. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs>
2: uh, you gotta you gotta get the ones with meatballs though. At least text me a picture. Are the
0: Frank ones good? Is that just disgusting? I just get
2: Ugh. the normal. What's the normal? Campbell's right.
0: Yeah, it's Campbell's yeah. Chef, Spaghettios Spaghettios Chef, Chef Boyardee or Chef yeah. ravioli. Yeah. That was my jam no, when I was a like, kid. I yeah. can understand questioning the quality of Spaghettios, but Chef Boyardee ravioli is ten out of ten. Yeah, it will is. Will not be argued. Back against. when I was yeah. a
1: kid, that was my jam. Yeah, it burned, burned my mouth so many times. They just don't
0: give you enough ravioli in the can. So they sure don't. It's like All it's
1: right. <laughs> like sixteen pieces. It's like ten pieces. No, it's of yeah. It's like
0: here's two raviolis, but it's so delicious you don't mind that much. Yeah. So you keep buying. It. All right, anyway. Franco-Americans videos, raviolios. I believe this is before it became Campbell's. I don't know the history of it, but regardless, A. Doom, B. Donkey Kong Country, C. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, okay. Huber. C. Sonic the Hedgehog. Correct. Ah, oh.
1: I knew it was B or C for sure. Yep. There's All no right. right, it was Doom. <laughs> the Spaghetti last. Oh, that, <laughs> that commercial writes itself.
0: The last one is Barack Obama.
1: What? Barack Obama.
0: Yep, uh, he the, the campaign used worked with this company for promotion during the during the campaign before he was elected. Yeah, before he was elected. The first time, I believe it was two thousand eight. Yes. Wow, okay. I believe that All is correct. Right. Right. I don't think it was. Uh, yeah, I don't you think it was twenty twelve. I believe it was two thousand eight, but I could be wrong in that. However, yeah, Barack Obama, <laughs> EA Games, A, B, Sony Computer Entertainment America. Or C Ubisoft. Otake Huber.
2: C Ubisoft.
0: Incorrect. Oh. Ian. Otake. Yes. EA. Correct. Oh. Yay. <laughs> I was like, it's not Sony.
1: What? What?
2: Game?
0: what yeah. What happened? What, happened what, what happened were they doing? It, it was, was a bunch. World it World it World. was a bunch of EA. Uh, it was a bunch of EA games. I believe like Need for Speed was one of them, and you would just be like driving. In Need for Speed, you'd see, like, a billboard for, like, Barack Obama. <laughs> okay. So that was... All yeah, right. I don't know the full extent of it, but I saw that little Were people... Did people get all speech. up in arms? I
1: imagine if somebody did that today, people would get so angry, probably. Yeah.
0: Maybe slightly less hostile times then. It's Maybe. hard to remember. Yeah, it's hard to remember. remember. But, yes. Wait, did we tie? It's always 50 You did tie. 50. So what that means is you both... Have to get us out of the frame trap, oh, okay. and you have to you have to team up somehow. If it's just one person, uh, you can do like a phrase, you can t- do some sort of motion, whatever you want, wh- whatever ritualistic dance you want to do, anything that you think is strong enough to get you I out of the it. frame trap. You've got it. We both have to do it.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> What's happening? We need to summon Waluigi.
2: Yeah. Ian and I are gonna use the Waluigi. Waluigi, w- w- Waluigi board. We're gonna summon Waluigi to get us out. Okay. Of oh,
1: the right. trap.
0: What if Waluigi just puts us right back in?
1: Okay. It's possible. Okay. One hand on. Yeah. <laughs> it's moving. <laughs> okay. It's a W. It's a W. Okay. Okay. It's oh, an we A. We got an A. Yep. Wa. It's another A. Yep. Wa. It's another A.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Another A. Okay. And that's an A. An A. Wait. Oh. And a W. <laughs> it's up to W. A.
2: A. W-A. It's a W. <laughs> All
0: right. On the count of 3, can you both translate that one more time with yep. as much gu- gusto as you can muster? Yes. <laughs> 1 2 Wow!
3: Wow!
0: Excellent, boy. That was so strong yes. that we will not have to worry about the frame trap for another two weeks. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. boy. You really bought us a lot of time. <laughs>
1: that was very good. Thank you, Waluigi. Uh,
0: thanks, Waluigi. Thanks, Waluigi. Thanks, Waluigi. Good job, guys. Waluigi. Great sports during that one. That it's was a fun nice. one to do. Um, <laughs> we still got a lot of games to talk about. I'm gonna have the show.
2: Waluigi in. Odyssey, right? Got Ma- Waluigi, costume, 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 yeah,
0: Costume, yeah. uh, He's
2: Still
1: Mario, though. Still Mario. Yeah, he doesn't cool. change into. He's not like Waluigi. Yeah, yeah.
0: Huber, you really wanted to talk about Call of Duty World War II.
1: Yeah.
2: Put some time in this weekend. Double XP weekend, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I heard there were some
0: problems with getting. Still connected? problems. Okay.
2: Still problems. Rocky launch, whirlwind launch. So they say that was a quote. Whirlwind, because there's millions of players. But it's a botched launch. <laughs> whirlwind. That's a but it's fine now. Launch, it's fine yeah. now. Okay. Everything's like, fine. It was rough. Like, I wanted to start the exact second that Call of Duty launched. So I was going to play multiplayer the minute it launched. Multiplayer was down. Servers were down. Had to play some campaign. Which you also enjoyed. Love the campaign. But I just want to talk about multiplayer. Because Please. Because this weekend, uh, they gave a double XP weekend because of all the, the launch problems. And I say, you know what? I can never keep up with the Call of Duty community. It's out of control. People mm-hmm. are in Prestige 10 by the time I get, like, a machine gun. <laughs> and it's out of control. Uh, so I said, you know, I'm really feeling it right now. The time is right. Uh, I'm going to hop in and, and do some double XP. And I played a lot last night. I was up pretty late. And I just I had a blast. I had a blast. I'm loving it. Uh, it's so much fun. Unfortunately, the headquarters are still down, so it's still a single experience rather than a social like destiny tower mm-hmm. still not up which is so unfortunate because that's a big that's like the nucleus yeah. of the the multiplayer community right now and it's not working so i really want to it's been a whirlwind though it's been yeah. a
0: whirlwind millions of players uh, um huber yeah call of duty comes out every year every year you can you can prestige get those machine guns every year every year but you're you're it seems like you're especially enjoying this iteration yes. of the call you're when when answering this duty yes <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but I've answered the call of duty
2: and I am happy about
0: it. Why, why, why? Why are you so thrilled right now? Uh World War II, clearly. Um, the
2: roots of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh I really, really enjoyed Black Ops 3. I put a lot of time into Black Ops 3. Mm-hmm. Not so much with Infinite Warfare. Uh, didn't like it as much. So I kind of cooled off last year, and now I'm back in World War II. But the main thing is the pace. Uh it's just a little slower you still have psychos out there <laughs> 15 year old kids running around with their submachine guns but at least they're not running on walls coming around behind you shooting you in the like I can't stress enough how good these players are it's uh-huh. it is simultaneously discouraging and awe-inspiring. How crazy good
0: these Call of Duty players are. So it seemed like you were making an allusion to Black Ops 3 Infinite Warfare. They're running around on walls, killing yeah. you from all directions. Yeah. It's how just, are they how is that skill being represented when you don't have those options in World War II? So now it's you whoever shoots first. <laughs> <laughs> you whoever shoots first. <laughs> A classic So then yeah. he's so good at shooting first. Shooting. first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, right. you? Less exciting than if, I thought. If you shoot
2: first, like. You've got the
3: advantage. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you've got you've got the numbers. Uh, but <laughs> it's again, it's just a little bit slower. Like and and I'm getting more confident now because again, I put a lot of time in. I already prestiged uh infantry class. There's a lot to prestige now. You can prestige your weapons, you can prestige your division, and you can prestige your player rank. Uh again, there's no microtransactions. You earn credits as you play so you earn well, payroll you you can't
0: buy a currency you you can buy you can spend real world money in call of duty world war Two. what can you buy though i even i look can't you no Am I just is that completely? Yeah, no, because there's there's loot
2: boxes, right? So your mind automatically assumes there's gonna be real world I guess that's what happened is yeah. my
0: mind automatically Because last assumed, night, is, okay, unless I'm insane,
2: wrong. unless I'm absolutely in an insane person, I I was like, I wanna I wanna I wanna spend five <laughs> I bucks. I wanna
0: spend some money. Where oh, can I God. spend
2: five bucks? And I'm like looking around, like there is nowhere. You just get this so the either
1: either it doesn't have microtransactions or it has bad UI. Yes. <laughs> one or the
2: other. So you get the payroll and you get the orders and you get like loot boxes and you can get like different skins but it's all cosmetic. I think the best thing you can get really is uh when you complete because there's collections now and a collection will have like some outfits, some emblems, some Calling cards, some emotes, and some skins, and then the, if you complete a collection, you unlock the legendary weapon of the collection, and it just gives you plus ten percent uh, XP. So you get XP buff when you complete something. So, it, but it takes a long time to get that. Your mm. hand motions during all of that
1: were, were they were beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. performance. Yeah, I like I like
2: I like Call of Duty World War Two. Uh, there's also like more options rather than smgs like call of duty falls into so many times psycho's running on the wall smg machine gun pop 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 you're dead i'm still now, seeing a lot of that <laughs> of course yeah. and there's still a lot of it people you know it's still call of duty my mm-hmm. my the key thing i want everyone to take away for, from this the key phrase it's just a little bit slower you know and 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 i like that i like that it's a little bit slower cuz you can get, like, the M1 Garen, you know? And when people are in my kill zone, I'm all about that. Like, it's mid-range. There's a lot of mid-range options now. Snipers are big. They're not. They're, they're really strong, but they're not too OP. Like, I played a lot of games, and there's some snipers, but it's not, like, everyone is a sniper. Uh, there's a lot of cool modes. There's a war mode now, which is objective-based, and that's out of control because it's just people clashing at these choke
0: points, which gets really fun. Um, it's so nice to hear that with this yearly game, everything you're saying just sounds like this is a change of pace, that's a change of pace. It just feels different than it usually does. Yes. But let me throw this at you. Yeah. I just pulled this up, this Eurogamer article. Uh Uh-oh, microtransactions. Call of Duty World War II's loot box microtransaction currency goes live next week. I was going to say, maybe it's just not up yet. Call of Duty World War II's microtransaction currency used to purchase loot boxes will go live on November 14th, Activision has
2: revealed. Tomorrow. So here so. it is. That's so funny and ironic because here we go. Every year, I love like the, I love the zeitgeist, the Call of Duty zeitgeist. <laughs> Ian, yeah, is one of my favorite guilty pleasures as a human being. Play what you want to play. Doritos and Dew on Call of Duty launch night. It's a <laughs> ritual. It's fun. I love it. I don't mind. Being an old man going into this young man's game and getting destroyed.
0: Everything about that sentence is wrong.
2: <laughs> I know. I was trying to quote some like Bob Dylan there, yeah, like Bob yeah. Seger, or something weird. I don't know. Um, you, now
0: you're an old man. You ever, have you ever said on the mic like to these kids that are annihilating you? Hey, hey. I'm old. Everyone's oh, throwing that around. Take it easy, Oh, yeah.
1: Take it easy. I've got my Dew and yeah. my Doritos just like you, kids.
2: <laughs> but what I wanted to drive home was that's when Call of Duty is its most pure, is that, that launch week. And the, those pure. first one or two weeks when people right. are still leveling up. Obviously, you're going to get people that play 24-7 and prestige up. But it is comforting actually going into a game as level 25 and seeing some level 15s. Yeah. Some level 20s. Before it's prestige, 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 meta, 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 prestige, meta, prestige, meta. These first couple weeks when it is when it's the wild west when people are figuring it out, that's when I put all my time in. When Black Ops Three came out, I played for like the first month. You know, I'm probably gonna play this for about a month. I put a good month
0: in, and I'm so happy and content with the month that I put in. Does it bother you at all that? As somebody who takes so much joy in kind of playing it immediately and for a short amount of time, yeah, that now you're sucked in, now you're really enjoying it, and yeah. then they drop this on you. Yeah, that's does pretty. That feel a little gross, too. It feels
2: gross. Uh Thankfully, from what I've seen, it's purely cosmetic. From what I've seen, right, you can just level up and get the guns, and you know, that's as long as you're cosmetic. Throw them in there. I don't care.
0: You're not affecting me. I, I I think it does in a way. I think it does. I I, I don't think the cosmetic argument is completely weightless or anything, mm-hmm. but I do mm. feel like it's still the same psychological trick. It is in a, in a lot of ways. It
2: is. But I'm coming from a Ben. I think this is really going to be a thing. We mm-hmm. live in a post Battlefront Two era now. You know, Battlefront Two. Right.
0: But, has, but that almost has makes me more worried.
2: Set the disgusting bar right. to a new low. Whereas just, Call of Duty just doing cosmetics is a win somehow. I like, don't, <laughs> I don't, I, don't want
0: to normalize bad things just because there's something that's so much worse. I don't yeah. want to do that, and I think True. we're in a danger of doing that. That is, yeah. And it, True. But I mean, Overwatch, right? We I want to
2: bring it back to Overwatch. Purely right. cosmetic. I feel like people have come to terms with. Overwatch loot boxes and it's
0: completely fine now. No, and the thing is, I'm I'm getting back into Overwatch in a big way, and I I love the ever-loving hell out of Overwatch. I really do. I genuinely enjoy it, and I enjoy all the outfits. I think they're really well done. But I don't think it's exempt from criticism. Like, it. I look through the hero gallery in Overwatch, and I see these these seasonal outfits. That it's like, well. Oh man, that's the coolest one yeah. for this character that I it's really like. When that holiday was around, I I could just try to get yeah. it normally and save True. up, or I could just spend like True. that. That yeah. sucks too for sure. But Blizzard <laughs> the is thing wicked, is, but
1: Battlefront is evil. Yeah, the thing but it's like but with, wickedness
0: is still bad. Yeah. With
2: Overwatch, they are better at their job because they make me want to spend money on a game that I very right. rarely play. Right, right. Whereas Call of Duty is so fun. And they're apparently bad at their loot box job because I don't want or need or crave anything, anything. And I've looked at it all. Yeah. I don't want or need any of these because the skins don't really differentiate themselves that much. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I can be a, like, I can have a life vest or like, oh, my character can have a red jacket instead of a green camo one. It's like nothing is cool enough or striking enough for me to warrant spending a single cent his overwatch you know it is you gotta get insanity. that sanity and yada man exactly oh, cthulhu's and yada
0: cthulhu's and yada but that just, and
2: uh. and the reinhardt skins and the sick genji like they're so they all look amazing they're all a 10 you know and that even goes back to battlefront 2 mm-hmm. whereas you spend the money to get a a, a a actual player advantage the cosmetic stuff in in get- battlefront 2 the game doesn't look good enough for me to care. You finish like all of these challenges, and you unlock a Han Solo skin, Han Solo Smuggler. Think about how cool that sounds. Yeah, it's just Han Solo with a freaking beard. Who the hell cares? I. It's so <laughs> silly, and and not. You know, it doesn't it doesn't dazzle Ben. You could, you
0: could <laughs> strip all of that stuff out, and I still don't think Battlefront Two would be an amazing game. I know. Uh, so yeah, that is a yeah. little discouraging, but
2: uh. Again the Wild rest west right now in Call of Duty I think uh it's a little slower. I think the kill streaks also are a little more tame. Obviously they there's they definitely are. They're way more tame. They're you know, I don't really have to worry about them cuz I'm not good enough to get a score streak. <laughs> I can get like the I, I always do the three every Call of Duty I play I do the three cheapest ones in a row. For sure. Cuz that'll be like uh, there's no way I'm getting some nuclear I've bomb I definitely taken that uh, strategy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh the first one though is 300 points and it's a Molotov cocktail. It's really fun. You yeah. throw it, there's fire everywhere. It's But it's fun. They it's... gave you that one. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. they slowed the they slowed the the game down. The kill streaks are a little less intense and uh it's just it's but just it's a good time. But it still
1: feels modern. Like it feels like it's Of course. It's still it remember,
2: really remember, just a little slower. Right. It's my it's...
1: it's still coming after the other Call of Duties. Yeah in real time people are sprinting
2: around going nuts but i love like the divisions now you choose a division i don't love the divisions i love the divisions because it gives a little bit of an identity to each class right so like the heavy machine gun is really good against explosive damage well now in call of duty grenades are insanity if you're near a grenade you're blowing up to hell So the (laughs) the heavy machine gun guys have uh, grenade resistance. So they're a little more sturdy, you know. Mm. Uh, The infantry class has the bayonet. The bayonet close range is lethal. You one-shot melee guys, whereas everyone else just takes two or three melee hits. and, And the infantry is just like, bam, you're dead. So I like that. I like that the shotgun has, like, the expeditionary has the incendiary shotgun shells. Those are fun. Um, the sniper is a little quieter because I wanted to talk about that. Last night I'm playing in bed and I'm straight up Counter-Strike 1.6-ing it, (laughs) listening to footsteps. When's the last time you did that at Call of Duty game? I'm sure all the professionals are yelling at me. They've been doing it every year. But I was like listening to people because if you're looking at your mini-map and you don't see like a blue friendly and you hear some footsteps coming yeah and i'm turning around so it's like the sniper the infantry or the the sniper division they get quieter footsteps so that's an advantage Whoa. it's like so it's giving just a little bit of identity to each division which is i there think is music cool
1: during the
2: fight um not like just in the beginning when you start out and then at the very end when it's like
0: sudden death that's or like cool. it's
2: about to end so yeah i hear you heard people just coming up on me i feel like it's cool
0: What you're experiencing with Call of Duty World War II is what I'm experiencing with Overwatch, where I just feel this drive and this excitement for multiplayer shooting that I have not felt in quite a long time, which is very, very nice. Yep. Very nice. Um, Moving on. Yeah. Uh, Have you guys played Horizon Frozen Wilds DLC? I've not. Okay. I I
2: own it. I bought it like months ago because it was a really good advertisement on the PSN store and it was like a discount. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll buy this. So right I now it's waiting the to game. install. <laughs> yeah. You
0: should play the regular game. I should play you've not played the
2: regular game? What? Uh, uh, too what? many games. Too many games Too many games. Because you,
0: because you guys haven't played it, I will keep this uh, as brief as possible, but I would like to talk about it on a subsequent frame trap. Uh, I, the kick in the pants that I, I was right at the end of Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, I believe, had f- three story missions left to finish. Yeah. Um, and this DLC coming out, I was like, man, I really like that game. Why haven't I finished it? I'm an insane person. Let me finish it. Uh, that game is something else. And I really loved the ending, actually. I don't. I haven't listened to the spoiler mode yet, so I'm not sure oh, what okay. you guys already talked about. don't want to ruin it, but I just think the lore that they created for that universe, uh, the reasons for why things are happening was really fun to dig into. Um, and just... The spectacle of the fights was so good, and that carries in over into the Frozen Wilds. Uh, you have this new machine that is like basically this giant gorilla that can like make giant like ice spikes appear beneath you from a range, and obviously because he's this huge gorilla machine, uh, he can attack you up close. And the thing about Frozen Wilds is it really just is a an extension of Horizon, where you're going to essentially the, the, this frozen wasteland and you're, you're dealing with the people there and you're dealing with kind of the problems that they're going through. But it it's just a perfect example of how interesting uh, Horizon can be and how it goes out of its way to make an interesting world. Uh, and the side quests so far that I've been doing have been really good, really solid stories where I was encountering a character who... <laughs> can no longer play an instrument and essentially your quest involves restoring that instrument for her and what the instrument ends up being. It's like, Oh, I guess that kind of makes sense in a world that gets ruined and you have people living in it, trying to make sense of it. Of course, like this instrument is really hilarious and silly, but they're taking it seriously because it makes sense in the context of that world. Cool. And that's so cool. Um, I was a
2: little disappointed when I found out that this was not post game. So it is, it is, I, you know, that, and that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. That's on me. That's a personal issue. Right. When post game story driven DLC is wedged into right. the existing game,
0: it's cowboy it beef the movie. It, it doesn't I, and really I, I, feel that way, though.
2: I know, but still, it's like my, my character has finished the yeah. main campaign, and then I'm going back to like a lower level
0: thing. Kind of, but. If you think about what happens in Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm not saying that that feeling—I yeah. I get where you're coming from with that feeling—but in Horizon Zero Dawn, once you finish the story, they actually kick you back out before that ending stuff happens, mm-hmm. and you have your same level and all of that yeah. stuff. So they—they mm-hmm. they do kind of very literally have it make sense. And if you think about Aloy going around to these different kingdoms, getting involved in whatever is going on within Naturally, that kingdom, it, makes sense. It, it does feel like a natural extension. It doesn't—it—it's it, not so much. Like, hey, I'm the DLC part as I thought it would be. It cool. fit. It blends in very well with that world. Cool. I do agree. I think maybe it would be even more interesting if it was post-game. So yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But I don't think... I think this is good. I think this is really solid Like, DLC I'm almost I'm jealous of, of
2: Ian and others. I know Brad's going through Horizon Zero Dawn right now, right. actually, uh, for the first time. I'm actually jealous of people that have not played it and they can just play the entire package. I, yeah. think, right. I think it serves that play style even better. Well, it's hard. I don't know like, if that'd be too much Horizon for one.
0: I really believe play, in my heart of hearts that if you play this DLC, you'll be you'll have a good time. Definitely, definitely. Um, okay,
2: it's just a, li- a little personal pet peeve of mine. Like, absolutely. So. I, d- I have silly. those. You yeah. have those.
1: It's um, just hard in games. I don't know the ending of Horizon, but I'm gathering from context that something big happens and it like changes everything. It's hard in video games to do that because you want to do that kind of stuff with a have an impactful ending. Right. But it's like, how do you add stuff on if, like, the entire world is completely different? Ian, you'd
2: really like this game because there's – it doesn't waste your time. The combat is legit and challenging. Yeah. The biggest biggest surprise for me ever was – of Horizon Zero Dawn was how awesome the the combat was. Uh, It was actually hard. Not hard, but you had to, like, really focus um it's
1: beautiful looking it's i remember when you you had it uh, we were in that hotel yeah and, and it wasn't even like we were on the san on francisco TV. and you're on this terrible tv and i was Claire, like yeah.
0: wow this game looks good oh man yeah. playing <laughs> it on the pro 4k like it, it is just astounding i was i was saying a joke to my girlfriend like th- there was a point where i was swimming and the light was reflecting on the rocks above and i was like it would take me eight years to make light reflect off these rocks like there's just this one tiny detail like you <laughs> you look around that world and the amount of detail is astounding it is mm-hmm. it is actually staggering the way that the grass moves the way yeah. that these yeah. giant mechanical beasts move just like, like and, stealthing through the, gra- oh, the, man. the, the grass the grass is the first thing yes. i noticed i was like the grass is, in this amazing. Game is amazing and they do such a good job of constantly introducing new bigger cooler beasts as you're going through that game and uh you were talking about the combat there, it's just it's set up in a way where you just sort of stumble upon these really amazing things where you'll take control of a beast and it'll start fighting another beast and you're just watching these giant beasts fight each other and it's <laughs> so cool and you'll scan them and you're like oh these are the different components of this creature and I died this time maybe I'll try knocking off its guns or maybe if I hit this canister it'll blow up and it'll stun the thing and so you just sort of have like, like this general curiosity will take you so far in combat and that's so fun oh, does
2: Frozen Wilds have the the dungeons? What were they called? The cauldrons? Yeah.
0: I think so. I have not done a cauldron yet. Oh, those are my favorite But I part. think so, yes. Optional, I'm, but I'm done. optional dungeons. Like uh, what really I want cool to say alien. about the quests nice. in Frozen yeah. Wilds is these quests are very long very intricate. You're you're having parts where you're platforming that'll be interspersed with parts where you're fighting giant beasts. I want to play you this. Know, Puzzle parts, <laughs> like the really long, really interesting quests for the most part, um, and like the tall necks. So in order to reveal more of the map in this open world game, right? Uh, you have these things called tall necks that are just like, like moving radio towns. giant building, yeah. yeah. And you'll you'll in the main game you'll go and you'll climb on them, but in Frozen Wilds, it's it's frozen, uh. and so you have to go around and get these different parts. Uh, which are defended by giant beasts. Put those parts in, it breaks out of the ice, and then you climb on it. So oh, it's just funny. this other other layer of it. But uh, yeah, don't want to spend too much time on it. Just want to say that I am having a great time, and that has been a very striking game for me, and a, and a game Sick. that is, is filled with so much good stuff to talk about. Like, I will cherish my time with Horizon Zero Dawn. Spoiler alert, like, Goatee nominee... Yeah, sorry to spoil that. No, I I agree with <laughs> you. I,
1: I, I agree with you. I really do. Yeah. Are we doing five or ten? Well, last, fifty. We're doing fifty. No, fifty. Yeah. For,
2: what, last year we had? What like twelve or something? Some random number. Did we? Yeah, okay. yeah. unlimited. If you deserve to be
0: nominated, okay, okay. For yeah, game I like that. I like that. But I there like can be that. only one winner. Right. And there can only so. be one. And the winner will be wrong
1: if last year's any indication.
0: <laughs> we've got a. We've got somebody that needs to. Shoot in forty minutes. We're gonna have to pick this up. Uh, Huber, Speed round. You wanted to talk about The Walking Dead.
2: Oh yeah, let's get some more Hellfire and Brimstone, yeah. Battlefront style. <laughs> uh, really briefly, really brief. I have always enjoyed Walking Dead.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: love the show. Even when people were hating back on uh, season five and and six, I absolutely loved it. Characters felt uh, ma- main characters felt vulnerable on any episode at any given time. People could die. Um, I liked the world. I liked. I love Rick Grimes. I love Daryl and Carol. Like, there's a lot of characters I'm attached to. I remember you being very so, angry back last
1: then. season. Okay,
2: last season. I guess season. I don't know which
1: season we're on. So
2: we're on eight okay. now. Okay, seven. I could not defend. Okay. Seven to okay. me was a big step down in quality for that show. Here we are now, season eight. And it is gone so... Like, what has happened to this show? Again, like... I've loved The Walking Dead. I know there's a lot of people that don't like The Walking Dead at all. A lot of people bailed out many, many seasons ago. But I really believe in my heart that, like... It was a great show until last season. And now the trend is continuing where the show is going so downhill. Uh... They it's one of those cases where I feel like listening to the fans has done them wrong. Mm. Everyone was so bored of season 7 because it was absolutely so boring. Now season 8 has gone full breakneck speed, out of control, and ironically what's weird is they're going Netflix style where they want you to binge it, but it's a weekly show. So traditionally Walking Dead has been standalone episodes with an overarching Uh, Through line, so it'll be like, now we're today, we're gonna this week, we're gonna focus on Rick. This week, we're gonna focus on Maggie, you know, and it would go that Mm -hmm. this season has been a movie style, right? Where where it ends and starts exactly in the same spot, so it's picking up episodic versus serial. Yeah, so it's we've been four episodes now, and it's just it's been all action, and all of the action has no impact. They have the audacity. To want us to care about a character died, not going to tell you who, but a character died, a side character, and they wanted us to be invested. And it's like this character in four or three or four seasons has said three words. (laughs) And now you're going to make some huge thing about it. Uh, and, and, And worst of all, it's just people shooting machine guns for 10 minutes at it. Just sprang machine gun fire. Like, that sounds all right. There's a suspension of disbelief. <laughs> it sounds all right, but it's like... No, I I, I hear you. I'm just making your, a joke. Your main characters are invincible. No one's not... You have plot armor. Right. Like, last night... Uh, uh, it's not a spoiler. Last night, Carol was in a shootout, and she's behind a truck... And seven people are shooting machine guns at her for, like, 15 minutes. She's fine. Yeah. Doesn't even take a bullet. <laughs> it's just people shooting machine guns nonstop. That show's no... never made a lot of sense. You know, but I, like, watched, it, I watched this season. It was somewhat believable at the time where I could give them the benefit of the doubt where, like, the war with the governor many seasons ago, there were machine guns, but it was, like, they made a big deal about, like, getting ammo and supplies and everything. Now it is just straight up... There was a scene earlier this season where, like, they do an infiltration and 15 people have, like, silenced pistols, silenced machine guns. Where are you getting all these silencers? And it's, like, a weird thing to nitpick. But it's really showing it this season how absurd and ridiculous it is. They got away with it, like, the last couple seasons. But 50... Fifty people, a hundred people with unlimited ammo in a post-apocalyptic zombie setting is ridiculous, and they just insult your intelligence. All the encounters are not believable. Like Carol shot or like opened something, and two of the guys are just like shooting at her with machine guns as like fifty zombies are behind them. They don't, they don't know. There's oh, oh, one of those things, you know. It's just it's insulting as a viewer. I'm upset. I've committed eight years of my life to this show and with all the with all the talks of them wanting to carry it on forever we're going to do 20 seasons we're going to do 30 seasons we have spinoff fear the walking dead you know money 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 keep it going forever that's insulting and discouraging as a consumer as a viewer uh that that really liked the show for quite a while
0: that's a hotake sorry no no i meant that in a, a positive way that it was, was no that was great that was that was highly condensed yeah. anger that yeah. had a lot of logic behind it yeah. i just wanted to say that i watched <laughs> uh last season as somebody who yeah. fell out of walking dead because i was mad at it yeah i watched last season and i said never again yeah. and it seems like that was a Good, Good on decision. you. Good on you. No, I said I did that in season two.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, like, Rick, Rick last night is driving a Jeep,
2: chasing a guy in a Jeep. The guy in the Jeep, the guy in the back of the Jeep has a mounted machine gun. <laughs> and Rick is just, like, driving <laughs> like this, dodging the mounted machine gun bullets. His car is getting hit. It, like, smokes up a little bit. Everything's fine. Everything's, like, shoot the Titan now. Maybe fine. this
1: entire season is a dream.
2: I hope a zombie
1: so. is having a dream. I, well, the, it
2: just sounds awful. Well, the the pilot of the se- the the premiere of this actually had a flash forward with old man Rick, like old old Snake style. He has like this full <laughs> beard and a cane, and he's like. All gray hair. So Rick's
0: living. So, so Rick lives,
2: unless that's just unless dream. that's a unless that's a swerve. That's him thinking of that moment when he's dying or something. Right. Who know? Who cares? Even at this point, I don't. Uh, there's so much plot armor for everyone. It's it's in a bad place right now. The show is in a very very bad place, and I used to love
0: it. I'm sorry. It. it- it feels terrible investing in something so much and putting so much of your heart yeah. into it and, yeah. and getting so attached to it and because, then having it betray you.
2: Because and and I, mean, I know I'm not alone because like a couple seasons ago with the whole Glenn fake out, everyone was so angry. And while that was the beginning of the end, the whole Glenn fake out was super annoying and lame. I it thought that super season as a whole was so strong and so great, and because. You know, we're, we're going into this into this trend with TV shows where the, the art of an episode is gone. There's no craft for an episode. It's all about the binge. It's all about trying to keep you watching. It's and all about the moments. It's all about the moments. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just going to kill someone for shock. It's like yeah. the craft of a singular episode is, is getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah. That's why when everyone was so angry about the Stranger Things season two episode that I won't spoil. Everyone was so angry about one of the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> And I loved it because the craft of that singular episode was so strong. Are we talking
0: about episode seven? Yeah. Yeah. I did not like that episode. I didn't
2: like it either. Wow. We should do it. We should (laughs) do (laughs) it. Why, though? Why? Why? There was so much there. There's a lot. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say. Well, I mean, it's super easy to be reductive about it. Like, oh, the reason for this episode was for this reason, obviously, but like all the emotional beats there and like. Meeting her, oh! Dude. I really, I really do want to get into it.
1: Okay, and we should talk we should about Stranger Things. do some Stranger point. Things spoiler another,
0: mode another time. Okay. Uh, the last, the last <laughs> game that I want to talk about is uh, Divinity Original Sin Two, a game that I've talked about multiple times on the show, and I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I mentioned uh, at the top of the show that having that feeling of thinking you love something, but feeling a little bit of doubt and then playing more and then being like, no, I, like I am, I am certain. And I've, I've, I feel like I've played enough Divinity original sin too, that I feel absolutely uncertain that, that this is an outstanding role-playing video game. Ugh. It is so good. Uh, because it makes me realize that role-playing games as a whole are not incentivizing or pushing the player as as much as they could be (laughs) in every situation that i'm in it is like okay guys are going to ambush you how are you going to deal with this and there's so many moments where you're caught with your pants down (laughs) where you can't you can't there's so much of original sin 2 that you can't brute force where it really forces you to think to stop and be like okay I need to eke out every possible advantage that I can muster to get through this fight. And that feels so good. And I have not, I genuinely have not encountered a single side quest in that game that has been filler. It has not been filler. It has an arc. Everything has an arc. And But it's not it's not always just some story. It's not always going up to a character, them revealing something about themselves, and then you finding deeper things. Like you're you're exploring this island and you you're finding these these cursed items and you realize that these cursed items are part of this magical set and that you can scour the world and if you get the full set you can actually equip it and not be cursed but you have to go through the effort of of finding those pieces uh like the like the a couple of days ago I uh I was playing it and there was there was this quest with chickens that was actually really well done and kind of funny and kind of, it was short. Not all of these quests are very long, expansive things. It was pretty quick. I did it in a few minutes, but it was so clever and interesting. And you realize that like, I I think when we talk about role-playing games and we talk about quests and I, I even think about the Witcher, which has outstanding quests, it really does. Uh, we kind of just accept, like, okay, if a lot of it is good, there's going to be some filler, and that's okay. That's just kind of what happens when you have these big, huge worlds. Like, Divinity Original Sin 2 is proving to me that, like, no, you can have gigantic worlds, and that's not just space for some good stuff and some fluff. It can be space for, like, a lot of good and, and like, these puzzles that you're doing. There are multiple ways that you can solve them, and it encourages you. It gets in your face and say, hey, do you have that broken ability where you can zip around? Like, use that here. And you just feel like you have so much choice for solving these things is outstanding. It's really, really, really well written. I had a sexual encounter with an undead that was just delightful all the way through. Like... Honestly, I gotta keep playing this game. Headline: yeah. Sexual cool encounter with undead. I think the thing that's hard. I think the thing that's hard. And I think the thing that that I want to say to people is if if you're not super well versed in this type of game, I think I think it can be a little intimidating, and I think it can be a little discouraging. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's amazingly um, hard. It oh, is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I. Hard I don't care what anybody core. says. I think it is a hard game. Definitely. It really right? is. And it is a game where you start with nothing. Right. You really start with, I like, nothing.
2: I haven't played two, but I know I played one a little bit, Yeah. I know the game it is, and, mm-hmm. yeah, it is hard. Those games are hard.
0: It is It is the kind of thing, and it, ha- it definitely happened with me, and it's still happening with me, um, where you definitely learn how to play it, but it takes a lot mm-hmm. of time. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people, you know, hearing how good it is are maybe going to check it out and maybe get discouraged. I think it is totally okay to, like, you can change difficulty on the fly nice. to play on Explorer mode, which is definitely super easy mode. Like, mm-hmm. things are dramatically easier just to get a feel for it, just to kind of understand what's going on, and then how you're supposed up. to play it, and then bump it up. I think that is yeah. okay. Like, there's so much goodness in here that, like, don't let that intimidation factor nice. uh, stop you. Because on console it. yet? Just PC.
1: I don't think it's on. I don't think it's on
0: console yet because
2: okay. yeah. I know one came out on console and then Pillars right. eventually came out on yeah console and I think that helps mm-hmm. uh, expand the market obviously. For it's a lot of players.
1: The combat, yeah, because I'm like, I don't even know what level I am, but like not high, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm consistently under leveled. I think because combat sure. is like nearly impossible. That is the
2: combat thing. is nearly impossible. Yeah, so um, you don't
1: want to get in encounters in this game.
2: Well, but you have
0: to something mostly, something like that I of kind of learned is you saying that you're being under level that kind of happened with me too. And what the game is telling you, and I think some people will rightfully maybe take a little bit of issues with this is like experience doesn't come easy. You can't just go out there and grind right. and get your levels up. Like yeah. it, there, there are long gaps between levels. Kind of like uh, tabletop escapades. Kind of right. like tabletop escapades. Yeah. <laughs> Months. Not, they, yeah, a little bit different, but yes. Um, and, uh, what the game is telling you, because there are moments like if you're just trying to do the main story, you'll be like, okay, I'm this level, now I'm fighting things that are four levels above me you really should go out there and do as much as you possibly can like you gotta get out there you gotta get that experience from these side quests you're gonna need it and you're gonna need it soon oh my
2: god that's like my favorite thing in video games Right. everything you just said (laughs) and I think
0: that would maybe be more frustrating to me if it was like a slog but I'm enjoying these side quests so much and I think they're so creative that I don't mind kind of that hard push to really get out there and explore as much of the world um, as you possibly can because not only that like when I see you with nothing you really start with nothing like things are really expensive a lot mm-hmm. of times when i am going and talking to shopkeepers keepers is like well do i want to prioritize buying new skills do I, I can afford a new weapon for one of these guys right who should it be and i i think that can be a frustrating experience but i also think it is immensely rewarding because like how many games do you play how many role-playing games do you play where it's like okay well i found the shop for this area let's just make sure everybody's upgraded like it's so nice having to make decisions and having those decisions matter like like i said at the beginning of this you are really trying to eke out every possible advantage that you can get that's fantastic yes and the thing the thing is now i haven't even experienced it yet is everything that i'm saying about divinity original sin 2 i would feel if it was just a single player rpg i would be gushing about it just as oh, much yeah. the fact that you can play through this game with your bud that's you can play through co-op that is, that is insane. I can't...
2: Yeah. That's a totally different game.
0: I can't think of a, 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 an RPG that is this well-crafted that you can do that with. That is an option. And that this is coming from a Kickstarter game. like That is yeah. a huge achievement. Yeah. And the fact that there's a whole other mode where you can make your own adventures and play through it with your friends. like, They didn't have to do yeah. that. They didn't have to. This Divinity Originals 2 would still be a heck of a game if it didn't have those things. But the fact that it does... There's no yeah. loot boxes. You can't you There's can't start places. a
1: multi or you can't start in single player and then add a multiplayer in, which has a little bummed. Yeah. Like you have to start the game over oh, in right. multiplayer. So like make so sure if you intend on playing a multiplayer, start it in multiplayer. Man, that'd be fun um, to land with a oh, roommate man, or that'd something. Be bonkers, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That is uh you so Ian, this is a game that that you started and I like <laughs> I'm still like incredibly slowly picking away, working my way through. Uh, you started and you you've Kind of dropped. It feels like a little bit, and you were mentioning that I combat was it here difficult. and there.
1: I, I just thought I I was like hitting a combat wall, where mm-hmm. it was like I'm way under leveled. But I think I might just drop down the difficulty a little yeah. bit. Yeah, or I think I might try to start over multiplayer because that's kind of what I was more interested in.
0: Yeah, um, I I've seen some complaint, and I understand it, where because these fights. A lot of times are very challenging. Uh, They tend to be very long. And so I do think you can kind of run into a gamut where it's like, man, I just keep fighting things. And like these, like very rarely do I feel like you're fighting like just one thing. A lot of times you're fighting like five, six things. You're fighting big groups of things. And so these fights can feel very intense, very draining, and very long. And so I do think that can potentially wear on you. But I will say, moving throughout that game, Divinity Original Sin 2 does keep throwing new things at me. And I, I've definitely gone long stretches where it's been more about exploration and dialogue and puzzle solving than it has been about combat. So yeah. I do think there is a, a healthy amount of writing there. But, That's... yeah, it has really impressed me. And it's it's one of those games that I think is so consistently good that it, it sort of makes you take a step back and re-examine the whole genre and what it can do and what you should be expecting out of these things. Yeah. So. That and Pillars, baby. Pillars, Good yeah. Good time to
2: be alive. PC gaming. Right, right. Oh,
0: that's on Constitute. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Those old school yeah. PC RPGs. Yeah, it... it <laughs> I, maybe this is an unfair thing to say, but Divinity Original Sin 2... Like, I really like Dragon Age Origins a lot. It's a game I hold in high regard. I really like Pillars of Eternity. I really like Wasteland 2. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, specifically the time that I've spent with it so far, has... Gave me the feelings that I had with Baldur's Gate 2. Gave me the feelings that I had uh, with like Icewind Dale, Neverwinter Nights. Like yeah, that. New, yeah. That. That was a sort of. Those are games that I grew up with, and I haven't felt those feelings as strongly as I'm feeling it now with Divinity. Nice. Um, but the thing is, is like it's not. It's not an imitation of those games. It's not. It is. It is doing new things. It has a bunch of different mechanics. It is just not like, hey, let's return to the classic era. It's not content. With just doing that. And so, yeah. Can't say enough good about that game. Um, Wow. We're two hours into this podcast and I'm a little caught off guard because I feel like we've talked about so much and we still have so much to talk about. Are you ready, Ian? I think so. Are you ready for the Hotake? (laughs) Thank you. I wasn't ready.
1: I wasn't ready. I'm never ready. Um, Thought I was ready.
0: We are, unfortunately, with the bi-weekly nature of the show, this is not coming out in the immediate aftermath, but I still think, I really was like, no, I still want to talk about this. I still personally have strong opinions on this. I wonder if these panelists will have still have strong opinions on this. There's been a lot of controversy with the Paris Games Week Last of Us 2 trailer. And to give it context, uh, this is a trailer that is I've, absolutely intentionally deceiving, where you don't know exactly what's going on with these characters, um, who are women, uh, and in the trailer it is very graphically violent and there has been controversy. I don't want to be too reductive about this. I do want to present multiple sides to this. There's been controversy that because we, it's very bad at establishing context and it is so graphic with this violence that in a weird way it is using violence specifically against women to promote a game and that is strange and probably not the best way to make an advertisement. Um, Now, people on the other side of this have come out and said that this is a world, Last of Us is a known quantity, where it is graphic by nature and it has previously established that horrible things can happen. And so, what I want to present to you, first of all, I think to lay the groundwork for this Hotake discussion, is do you think that this trailer took it too far what was your personal response to this trailer
2: as a fan i loved it why did you love i it? loved this trailer uh it was very it was a very intense tone the 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 tone of this trailer was dark i loved i love dark things i love brutality uh i am a freak i am sadistic but i loved it and i loved the uh, there was an uneasy alliance uh, and then there's the big reveal at the end. I thought mm-hmm. it was a great paced trailer. It gave me Kojima vibes. It gave mm-hmm. me Phantom Pain, specific, or Ground Zero's vibes. Um, and just just the story that the trailer told. It's like these two archers come in. like They're not even worried about the woman being hanged. Uh, and then, of course, the clickers come out through the darkness. So I thought it was like a very well-paced uh, trailer that got me extremely... Excited for The Last of Us Part Two.
0: Did you see the trailer, Ian? Nope. Okay. Um, that is on me. I should have made sure that you saw the trailer before we had this conversation. I, know, I like thought you had. I'd like to get Ian's opinion on this I trailer. I would. I'd like I forgot,
1: to. I forgot to see it. I intended to, but then no. I was like, oh, no. That's on me. I should have had you watch it. Um, <laughs> I was like, Mario and synths. <laughs> you that's, were just like, happy time. Yeah, I've been playing Mario and playing with my synths for like the <laughs> straight week and a
0: half. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rope you into this conversation, Ian, but I'm going to pose a question to Huber. do you think there's any value in the criticisms that people are lobbying against it
2: i mean i always come from the stance where if people are offended like i don't want anyone to be offended Mm -hmm. you know what i mean if people are offended like then something probably is wrong um i didn't catch any of that vibe from from my perspective i am a white man Mm -hmm. um you know so like i watched it as just a fan of the last of us part two and i got really excited for the last of us part two but then i saw that people were offended and and it was portraying violence against women and i was like oh well that that's not good like i don't want them to be offended Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think there is uh, there's merit uh, for it but again for me as just a fan i don't know it like it's it's The Last of Us, you know? It's a, it's a brutal world. Like, Ellie gets really messed up in The Last of Us 1. Like, she gets beat up. She gets tortured. She gets attacked by David and some weird cannibal people. Like, Joel's daughter gets brutally shot and murdered right in front of her. Like, this is a world that has no allegiances to... Anyone of any gender or race right. or anyone—it is brutal. It will kill anyone unremorsefully, and the trailer definitely had that vibe <laughs> of
1: brutality. So I guess the question—I mean, I haven't seen it—but my question is: since that is, like you said, a known quantity, yeah, why, why go all in on it? Like, I, again, I haven't seen it, but like,
0: I think this is a good question. Why
1: shock? Like why go for it? Like why not save that for that? Because it's not really an ad to have like that. You know, it's like it's like okay, yeah, we know that it's violent.
0: Right. Show us something we don't know. Well, I think that's. I think the intent of this trailer, from my perspective, I'm not saying this was the intent. I this is my own personal viewpoint is that, I think. From a creative standpoint, it was there to remind you how despicable this world can be, mm-hmm. and to show it from characters that you don't know, that you don't understand. And I think it is supposed to be bewildering, but also remind you how long this has been going on and how universal mm-hmm. it was. And I think that is effectively managed when you throw us to a whole different group of characters that are treating each other just as despicably. Mm.
2: And and I don't I don't remember any backlash with uh, Tomb Raider. You know, mm. Laura Croft gets.
0: Attacked by there was, there was
2: backlash. There was backlash. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't. Even they they were realize. like,
1: "This is torture porn." Like, blah. Oh, okay. I think which that game specifically is hilarious when you just hear it. <laughs> like Omar was playing it in his room, and the speakers were loud enough that I could hear it, and it right. sounded like, it sounded like a porn. Oh my gosh. Kind of, but with gunshots and <laughs> yeah. and, and breaking logs. Like it was hilarious. Wow.
0: I think. It is impossible to deny that we live in like strange trying times. I mean, you just look at the news, the, the number of, of sexual assault allegations that have dropped, like in the last seven days has been like disgusting and overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot like, that's just, that is just one example of many things that are going on in the world right now. And so I think we are coming into it with, with, like real stresses that we're dealing with trying to examine what this media is presenting us and I think that's important to do. I think we should be examining what's happening with media but I think regardless of what's happening in the real world I do think we have to have the the ability to make stuff that explores the absolute worst parts of us. (laughs) I think we have to. And I do think that that is a different thing than what we are actually dealing with, with real people.
2: Because video games are weird, you know, like they've made world war two entertainment. Mm -hmm. Like this is not new. You know, we kill people for fun in video games. So it's, i i understand that people can be so offended at so many video games because it is a weird thing to be entertained by such a tragedy like world war ii Mm. where so many people died brutally and you know here we are sitting in our living rooms like having mountain dew and celebrating it like it is right you're like, talking, you're talking about it's double weird. XP in the context yeah. of one of the greatest human uh, exactly. tragedies ever. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Right. So yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, it weirds me out sometimes in the privacy of my own home and, right. and on this podcast. Like I get weirded out. Um, But I think it's just from where I'm from. My mom growing up, you know, she was having an older brother helped, but she was very willing to let me play r-rated or m-rated video games and see r-rated mm-hmm. movies because throughout my whole childhood growing up she would say it's it's fake. It's a video game. You, right. She's like you know the difference between a video game and real life, right? And I that is how I was born. Right. So for my whole life I've always separated the two right in terms in, in in that sense, in that context.
0: And I I do think it is important to establish the differences between fiction and reality when yeah. talking about any sensitive subject within this medium. Yeah. But even though I offered up my own explanation to Ian's question, I still think it's a very good one with in this specific example with The Last of Us Two, what are we gaining like is is it enough to reemphasize how brutal the world is? Like do do you feel like Huber like What do we gain from this trailer? What did this trailer add to our knowledge and appreciation and the presentation of the world of The Last of Us?
2: Uh, It brought so so those two like Archer people that come, or the one that comes and saves, and then they like don't help out the girl, Mm -hmm. but then they eventually like it's just showing more parties. It's showing people reluctantly team up against even greater evil because Mm -hmm. the woman being hanged, like those other the. The villains of the trailer were crazy. There was, like, bodies hanging, and they were, like, strangling this person. They were pretty savage. So, to me, it brought, like, similar things happening on The Walking Dead right now where it's, like, just basically good versus evil, and, Mm -hmm. like, even the good people are doing bad things, but it's, like, coming together to fight the bloodlust and the the hatred, you know? Uh So, I mean, that's kind of the vibe I got is, like, these people coming together against a greater evil, and but and then the clickers come at the end, so it's
0: it's just a bad, it's a world I wouldn't want to live in, right? Yeah, it's a bad world. Uh, Ian, do you think as I mean, we're people that make stuff and put stuff out there and have to be conscious of of how we're presenting ourselves and the messages that we're both saying and endorsing. Do you think in a time like this, where there really has been so much disgusting stuff revealed about these? like sexual assault allegations that it is on the onus of these, these creators to be conscious of that when they're presenting these things or, I mean, I think that everyone should be conscious of, of
1: the world, uh, you know, when they're making producing things. Mm -hmm. Um, and certainly I'm not perfect. Like I've had, I've had things where things are unintentionally offensive to, to people or like, you know, and it's never the intention. Uh, but it's like, you have your own perspective on things And you have more knowledge of the situation. Uh, So, like, the people making the Last of Us trailer, which, again, I have not seen, but, like, they know how the entire thing fits in the context of the whole thing. And a trailer of this nature takes months and months to produce. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're releasing a thing and you're just kind of, like, hoping, you know, because, like, sadly, there doesn't seem to be an end to the parade of atrocities that keep, you know manifesting themselves in reality right now Mm -hmm. um and so if you're making something that's dealing with these subjects you know the chances are high that you're gonna put it out at not a great time you know and i don't necessarily think that you should not then because of that you you should not tackle these uh you know issues because it's important to do it because it is part of reality like bad things happen Mm -hmm. like that's just how it goes um so, yeah, but it's, like, the real question to me is, yeah, like, is it necessary? And, like, what are you actually saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, do you need to say it in this way? Would it be, like, is it more tactful to handle really intense situations within your own game and not make it the subject of a trailer? Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I need to watch this trailer. But, like, right. um For me, it's yeah. just, like, movies and video games, you know? They
2: hold up a lens. Like, that's what they always try to do, and... Yeah, it's weird that World War II Call of Duty is entertainment, but it still makes me think deeply and emotionally about the time period, about the situation, how fortunate we are right now for their like for everything like to be able to live right now in right. spite of World War II and right. everything, like the sacrifices they made. So like I still think about these issues, mm-hmm. uh even though they're they're challenging e-
1: issues to deal with, you know. I mean, I think that's a good point too. Like, yeah, you said Last of Us. That's not a world I want to live in. Yeah. Playing a World War II game, even though you're having fun playing a World War II game. Yeah. The message you get also is I don't want to ever be in that yes. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, like, even even with uh, Wolfenstein 2, where mm-hmm. it's this glorification is very over the top violence like really like leaning into it like having fun just like blasting the hell out of these nazis or whatever Mm -hmm. no character in that game seems all that happy like they hate their situation (laughs) well it's a horrible situation like all of them are like miserable Yeah, Mm -hmm. and i think that that's an important thing too is like the intent in a a sense it's glorifying this thing just in the very nature of it being an entertainment piece but on the other hand it's like it's also showing like yeah you don't want to be this. You yeah. don't want to do this because like, I think awful. Of,
2: I think of Kubrick, and he never really gave answers. Yeah, he just reflected it back at you. You know, right? He reflected the movie at you, held up a mirror, and said, "Examine like your own self in the context of this." Right. And everyone is going to take away something different from what they watch, right? You know, and, and what they play. Um, and I just I try to examine. All viewpoints. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I have Druckmann's back because, you know, I, I trust <laughs> Neil Druckmann. I trust what he is trying to say. I, I have a feeling he's a good dude, hopefully. I don't know. Well, you From my encounters yeah. with him I, I him, pers- him. I don't know him personally. Yeah. I like Night Dog Games, but at the same time, people are really offended by this. And right. I need to accept that viewpoint, too. So I don't like th- putting things in a box, you know? Right. And I want to take all viewpoints with you know serious issues
1: that's the thing with that's the thing with opinions right it's Mm -hmm. like that's your that's a person's opinion Mm -hmm. and you have to respect that person you have you can't say no your beliefs are wrong yeah you know yeah like i mean last of us is a perfect example like i didn't like last of us one but like i don't Hate you for liking it. He's like, like I, I, I don't care. Like, like, it's you. great. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But, like, if
0: only the world <laughs> could work if that way. If the world way. worked
1: that way, yeah, it'd be great. I mean, like, but that's the important thing is, yeah, you have to be respectful of yeah. all these viewpoints. Um, like, if, if anyone, like, that's the thing
2: is people get upset when people get offended. And it's like, I get curious. You right. know, right. someone's offended. Like, I don't. Is there something I, I'm not seeing yeah. here? Right. Like, I believe if anyone is offended, I believe them. Right. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. That's. It, so clearly
1: everyone has a different perspective exactly. and you don't know their perspective.
0: Yeah. I think you can take this line of thought too far and be too forgiving. I do. Sure, think that, yeah.
1: But sure. Like fascism is
0: bad. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, I, I think it's important to look at precedence and we yeah. were talking about battlefront two and th- there's been, we, there's, there was the story that EA has acquired respawn mm-hmm. and people are freaking out, but they are right to freak out because EA has a history of acquiring studios and having things go terribly wrong and then shutting them down there's there's precedence there and i think regardless about how you feel about naughty dog storytelling you don't have to like it i'm not asking you to like it i'm not asking for your opinion on the quality of it necessarily but i do think it's hard to argue that they aren't putting real effort in talking about storylines and worlds that that have a lot of effort and a lot of care put in them. I'm not saying that they Absolutely. can't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they are perfect in every regard. But I look at Naki track record and am willing to not jump down their throat on this because it's like, wait, let's let's see let's the see the context. Let's it. see right. how this all shakes uh, out. Whereas like Titanfall 3, I think it is totally fair to be worried about whatever microtransactions are in that thing. I think that is extremely reasonable based on precedence. And I think that is generally what I am arguing for is I think it is easy. And you're right. I think if people do get upset to not brush that under the rug to say like, Hey, have a conversation, have a conversation. But I also think it's important to, I think it's very easy to get upset by so much, especially in an age where everything is so bite-sized Yeah, and it's so easy to form your opinion. It is so easy to form your opinion on so few characters, but I encourage everyone as much as possible. I know it's hard. I get irritated by the slightest thing and assume an opinion based on not enough evidence. I do that too. But, Encourage as many people as possible to take a step back and yeah. try to make your view on it as big as you possibly
2: can. And I guess with video games too, I'm way more forgiving and and open to anything they want to tell in a story. You know, because like the world right now is so intense, and it's just like you said, there's no end. What was it? That was a great quote. There's no uh, end. Parade to the of atrocities. Parade, yeah. There's like no that. end to the parade of atrocities. So like. First and foremost, man, I just want to play some fun video games. Yeah. But again, like, don't, like, we should be having the conversation. Right.
1: You know? So, I mean, I think it's cool that, sort of along the lines of what you were saying, is companies, creators, artists that are making things that are challenging and art, I think, a lot of times should be challenging. That's important. And yeah, it's not always going to hit and it's not always going to be. It's not always going to be yeah. the the most They're going to miss take.
0: their own message sometimes. Right. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. And it's like you, when you put something together and then you put it out, you're not – you can never be sure of what the reception is going to be because you probably haven't thought of every angle. And right. like, yeah, when you put something out that's a, even a little risque, you know, you're you, – there's a good chance that you probably missed something that you didn't think like, Oh yeah. Obvious. Like it's obvious now because I've listened to the criticism, That yeah, that was a terrible idea
0: because even a big team of people, in their own way are limited by their own history and set right. of experiences right. and yada, yada, yada. You, no one can be... Yes. For me, I guess I guess it caught me off
2: guard because it was nothing new for me hmm. with The Last of Us. Sure. Like I, Ellie, I sort of felt the same way. Ellie yeah. is a child that gets attacked by fully grown men yes. that right. want to do very, very bad things to her. Right, Right. And this was no different
0: so that's, but it didn't yeah. the story but, with the last of us there is it didn't just end like the, the point of it isn't that she's this little girl that yeah. gets beat like there's there's, there's a more, broader narrative that's what on. we need to see with the last right. of us too for right. sure yeah um are we ready to wrap this show up sure ready to move on to emails I appreciate I appreciate your opinions I, don't friends, you friends. Friends. I do I'll, I'll I want you to see the trailer I do I'll watch it, it too. I'll
1: watch it right after this yeah I'll watch it right now. um
0: this first email, I really liked this one. I thought this was a very thoughtful email called uh, The Depreciation of Greatness, sent in from Joshua. He says, How do you frame trappers? I like that too. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild came out this year and blew many gamers away. Kind words have been heaped at the game fr- from CD Projekt, Ubisoft, Blizzard, Edge Magazine, when it's... We even went as far as declaring it the greatest game of all time. It's clear to see that in some capacity, this game has made an impact. However, not everyone is pleased with the new direction the series has taken. And a complaint I've heard recently put all this positive language into a familiar light. It's just a tech demo for Nintendo's latest physics engine. (laughs) Years ago, Half-Life 2 released to rave reviews, including being given its own greatest game of all time accolade. Excuse me. And yet now I can't seem to find much positive discussion about Half-Life 2 at all. The current discussions regarding the game revolve around a few points that I keep hearing repeatedly. It's just a tech demo for the Source Engine. The gunplay is dated. You had to be there in 2004 to understand why it is good. When I revisit Half-Life 2, several great elements of the game are still as striking now as they were then. The great pacing, uh, whether I'm running through Ravenholm, slinging sawblades at zombies, or leading antlions through Nova Prospect, Mm -hmm. there's still several great weapons, like the sizzling crossbow, the revolver that kicks like a mule, and the combine ball launcher. The well-written, memorable characters with top-notch voice acting still leave a lasting impression to this day. This fantastic game isn't even very long, clocking in at only 10-12 to hours. This leads to my question why are people so insistent on the notion of games aging while other forms of media like music or film last a lifetime? The Beatles and the wizard of Oz are still heralded as classics and will likely outlast all of us. Does the march of time and advancement of technology truly diminish gaming's past achievements? Will the next big Zelda game invalidate all of the great things we've said about breath of the wild because it just does those things better.
1: Well, first of all, I like this question. This is a really good question, but, Mm -hmm. um, Film is a weird thing because the film, the technology of film, you know, I mean, obviously the evolution of black and white into color and all this stuff. Like, obviously, the technology has been improving over the years, and digital is a huge jump, new thing. But like, film is a weird thing because they made a standard, and then we all kind of stuck to it. Twenty-four frames per second. Right. the The evolution of editing took a while, but like the language of film and the technology of film sort of got there, and then we stuck with it, and then we were like, oh, let's do it in color, and it's like, all right, okay, let's have talking, you know, not in that order.
0: Right. Um, Advancements in technology are absolutely very important in film mm -hmm. and in music, but no, I I would argue, no medium is as tied to as technology Mm -hmm. as video games. games, Because video games are technology. Like, it's, it's tied
1: to it inexorably. So, like, especially of games back in the PS1 era, especially, especially, but, like, games that were trying to be cutting edge on tech uh, and this happens in movies as well uh, Phantom Menace jumps to mind but like when you try to be cutting edge with CG and graphics and stuff it and then it, it just ages terribly you know that's a right. perfect example of that um, but yeah with film and and, st- and music I mean I think that there are people still do look at them I mean you use the word classics like um, yeah Wizard of Oz is a classic because mm-hmm. it's it did a lot of things first it was really interesting in a lot of ways but you watch that now and the pacing is slower than movies are now like things are a little different right. so it, it, they do date and they do age um even blade runner 1 compared to 2 what's, like what's feels longer than 2 the difference 2.
2: though what's cool for me is like movies the technology and everything like if a movie was made in the 70s, like I get to see the 70s, you know, I kind of right. get to go back yes. in time, yeah. Yeah. totally, to see you. the 70s. Whereas, like a a game from the 90s, like I don't get that sense. I just see the tech, not the video game technology at that time. I don't get to see the world really through it. Whereas a, a movie is a little more. I don't agree with that. Worldly, like if they're walking down. Hollywood Boulevard in in Chinatown or something like I get to see it with my own eyes like whoa there's like Hollywood Boulevard whereas the video game's a little different you're in a you're in a a box you're in a video game.
0: I did a 70 star run in Super Mario 64 the other day and having played a lot of different eras of Mario recently it's striking to see the things that they did in Mario 64. Of course. um, And the things that they probably wouldn't do now for fear of it being too cryptic or too difficult and so I, I, I get that time cancel, capsule sense with video games where you just sort of see from a design perspective mm-hmm. what they thought was acceptable, what they didn't think was acceptable. Like we recently just played Contra 3. Yeah, it, It's hard to imagine a new game like that existing without kind of the caveat of this is a throwback to that specific Right, yeah. Um, I was I think,
2: uh, streaming at Obsidian the other day for Extra Life and a kid came in and he had never played nintendo 64 whoa he had never even like seen it so you you we handed him the controller and obviously he holds it on the two outside he doesn't do the middle you know because yeah, <laughs> yeah. that controller and, makes no sense and like, yeah, yeah
1: like, <laughs> the
2: middle and the right and i thought that was just such a trip it's like oh my goodness that's adorable well it's
1: something that that comes to my mind that i think i've mentioned before but the the difference between choice and just trying to do the best like do everything you can, you know? Is yeah. true in mu- in is true in movies and in video games. Like films where they that were made in a time period where they were making choices and doing things very specifically for motivated reasons, mm-hmm. those films age very well. Mm-hmm. And the same is true with video games I think, like pixel art stuff or things where they're making artistic choices and not just trying to do the new thing cuz it's the new thing. Yeah. Last longer and hang on. Like, Citizen Kane is the one that everyone always talks about. It's like, oh, you know, the movie. Like, because every movie after that started doing everything that that movie did, unless someone told you what that movie was and why it was important, you'd be like, this is just a movie. Yeah. What? What? Like, it's good, but what? But if you understand the cultural significance, it has that whole other level. So, like, yeah, like, knowing Half-Life 2 is, like, the one that started
0: all this stuff does add that level to it. And... When we're talking about timelessness and we're talking about value, there are obviously things that will age that we cannot fix. Like technology is going to get better. We can't have access to greater technology at an early, like that's just impossible. But there are things that we can do right now that will always, always, always stand up. And I think, like, whoa, dude. Oh Siri's talking. Get away from me, Siri. Video game writing really has not been something that we've placed a lot of importance on until relatively recently. Yeah. yeah, like how we're presenting a story. Like you, you think about the origin of video games. You think about just having an objective to try to get a high score. It's been a slow, gradual process into things, and Thank I still you, don't Kojima. think. I still don't think video game writing is as consistent. As it needs to be, like when I when I'm presented with like good dialogue, like well written, concise, like that clearly went through several rounds of edit dialogue. Right, right. It's still like uh, like oh 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 that that's nice, um and doesn't happen as frequently. Well, and just like the fu- yeah. the
1: philosophy of of how to tell a story in games is still evolving too. It, it is, and there right. are of course the, like different camps where it's like some are trying to emulate filmic languages and others are trying to make games kind of have their own storytelling style and it's very interesting yeah yeah good stuff depreciation of value like on a
2: on another this is a kind of a whole another tangent yeah but i i maybe maybe i saw things differently but my perception when it came out okay insane amount of positivity and hype the week before and the week during when it came out right, right. the new it the new it and then it was nothing but negativity it's it It, it's not, but it doesn't negativity. just happen
0: really? with it i i saw that where something comes Zelda out right well. away and there's so
2: much hype and right. love and then the conversation narrative shifts to well it's not that
1: good
0: yes stranger we, things also yes also, yeah. yeah oh man it's, it's like so fast it's everything despite the, not liking that one episode stranger things is great yeah um like, in my opinion. Anyway, but I totally agree with you. It's something that drives me up a wall. Yeah. Where because it's like you have this segment of people that... It's like they're not even mad at the thing; they're just sick of hearing about the thing because yeah, it's right. so easy to hear about stuff. Now. True, true. And it's it's, it's just a they, get a, they get annoyed by it before they even experience right. it for themselves. Right, and or so it's, it's a like think the,
1: piece against other think pieces. <sighs> right, it's like you liked it. Well, how about this? Right, <laughs> like it's, it's like against top five you. things
0: <laughs> people didn't notice about that super popular thing. And it's yeah. of course we don't want to fight against legitimate, reasonable criticism, but so much of it is presented as not like a, here's what I think, but it's like a, here's why you're wrong. It's like needlessly antagonistic. You know, like it's just, yes, 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 yes. Yes.
1: And that's the whole thing. I I watched Amanda Knox the other day and I'm just thinking about how the news is commodified and information needs to like sizzle and be sold.
2: Yep. Nightcrawler. Have you seen Nightcrawler? Yeah. And I'm just like,
1: and I'm just like, I didn't like it actually. I think it maybe oh, I watched okay. a weird version of it. But um the uh th- like that's like I think that's wrong. Like information should be information right and it shouldn't have a price tag on no. it. Mm-hmm. And like that's why all news, like everything all of humanity does is suspect because it's trying to make money. Right. You literally cannot trust anything because and someone is gonna make money on it. Keep and it's those just you like can we trust right. can we trust ourselves? yeah I mean I guess in a in a situation like ours not just trying to tout it but like where it is less of a direct payment structure like I, maybe mm-hmm. that's a better way to do it I don't know I don't know I always doubt myself like, yeah, yeah I, I do doubt too. myself this absolutely. Last of Us
2: 2 conversation has me doubting it's yes. like, right. it's like who am I to even comment on this? Right. Where, it, like, people are offended. Like, something's wrong,
1: you know? Right. I agree with what you. What have I done wrong? Am I doing something right. wrong? Like, every time I get But on that a frame that's track. good. That's a good thing. Like, yes. the fact that you yes. have that capacity <laughs> to yes. say, Am I wrong? is very important. I, I wish more people were doing that. Okay. That's, yeah. like, I feel like, yeah, no, that's
0: great. This is a three hour podcast. If you're podcast, worried at all, yeah. you're, you're doing good. You're on the I feel like every episode we say something that is not correct. Not because we want to. Um, and I don't think that should ever be an excuse. We, we should try to know what we're talking about as much as possible, but like, obviously we're going to mess up. We're humans. That's why I think it's just, you need to establish with the audience. It's like, no, you can, you can point out when we're wrong. You can point out when we say things that are just factually incorrect. Uh, we have to wrap this up very quickly. So I'm going to move on. We're just going to, you normally do three emails. We're going to do one more email. Okay. Uh, finale. Saw somebody outside the window. We're gonna there. try to do four next time. We'll do four next time. Yep. Do
1: six. Yeah.
0: We'll do four next time. <laughs> <laughs> Nine uh, emails coming your way. This is from Laser Cat. Uh, you need to save the world, but you decided to go fishing. Hello, allies. I was talking to a friend of mine about <laughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild and how long it took him to beat the game. I was surprised to find out he nearly played double the amount of time I did, over 100 hours, before going to the castle. I asked why he didn't try to save Zelda sooner. I mean, that's why you you were here to save her, right? Mm-hmm. Is this, this why you're in this world is to save Zelda? He said he wanted to well, get to all, Ganon, yeah. all the shrines and complete a bunch of side quests, etc., During this, I imagine Zelda just sitting in the castle while Link is doing all these menial tasks like catching fists or trying to find all these Korok seeds. My question to the allies (laughs) is, do you like to RP your adventure as if there was a time limit to saving the world? Do you think games like Zelda Breath of the Wild would have been more interesting with an in-game timer or does your love of fishing take priority to saving the world? Would love to hear your thoughts.
2: Uh, I'm a completionist, so I succumb to all of these side quests and whatnot and uh, I... I'm so in love with The Witcher 3. It is one of my favorite video games ever made. But I ran into the problem with The Witcher 3 where it's like, oh my god, The Wild Hunt, the end of the world, it's coming. Uh, how about a game of Gwent? Right. You know? Right. So that that kind of hurt me near right. the end of The Witcher 3 where it was like, oh, that, the open world nature of it all. And I think that's why I'm... So maddeningly, maddeningly, or mad, madly, maddeningly, maddeningly in love with evil within two. Oh, that's just madly. I am smitten with the evil within (laughs) (laughs) two because it is a restrained open world at some parts, and it never runs into that problem where it's like, well, Sebastian needs to be saving Lily right now. What is he doing, messing around? fishing or, or do, it's like no the open world parts are very you know he's getting supplies right, mm-hmm, and, right. and they're they're short enough as to where the, the
1: the pace never gets thrown off like that sure i think <laughs> I, love that. I think game does it's on the designers more than i think it's not on the player like if the if the game is built so that you can go fishing when you should be saving the world that's on the game designer
0: <laughs> i don't agree
1: well but here's what i'm saying is i think I think that people are getting smarter about it. Like what yes. he was saying is it's built into the story where there are chunks where you do that and then other chunks where you go for it. And I think an important thing to to note note about Zelda Breath of the Wild is Zelda hasn't been captured. She's not necessarily not exactly in like duress. She's been holding off Ganon's evil for a hundred years. So it's like True. she's she's maintaining yep. a status quo what's another week. And doesn't well and doesn't have the power to, to push it like any farther, further but like she's maintaining the status quo so that you have the time to get stronger and then approach this battle when you're ready and like that narratively makes sense like it's a little weird but it makes sense narratively where it's like Link is improving the world and improving himself to become ready for this fight more
0: or less you know whatever to me it's about little sacrifices and like I, I, I think it's about diversity and about little sacrifices one I want I want games to try out a bunch of stuff. I think Lightning Returns is interesting because of the time limit it places on you. I think Majora's Mask is interesting because of the time limit it places on you. I don't think it has to be, hey, you made a big open game. You can go do whatever you want. But sometimes I like it when there is a big quest waiting for me whenever I want to go do it. But instead, I'm going to do 10 Hours of Gwent. I like that experience too. (laughs) And I think from a game design perspective... It is okay to not have everything make contextual sense all the time in order to add this really cool feature that adds a ton of stuff and enjoyment. Like, I'm willing to make those solid contextual sacrifices some of the time to have more diversity within the games themselves. I think that's okay. I
1: I agree with that wholeheartedly. I would also just say that, like, game designers, though... Still try, Absolutely. if you can. If Absolutely. you can make a thing make sense, yeah. yes. make the thing make sense. Yes, because even within yes. again, that's on a
2: full open world game. Right. so It's a little different. But I, I bring it back to GTA V, and to me, GTA V balances the main mission so perfectly within an open world where you have so many things to do right. because it doesn't overload you with side activities. There's not a million side quests. There's just enough as to where you can take little breaks from the main quest and come back to it. Uh, So it is, again, it's a design thing of quality and quantity and how much you stuff and pack in. I also
0: think you can go too far the other direction. Specifically, I see this with RPGs sometimes where it's like, no, it's just this thing. You don't need to give me 10 pages on something that I do in every game. Like, I realize and appreciate that you're trying to contextualize this, but you're actually making this a worse, slower experience by going too far. Yeah. So, don't do that either.
1: I did love in Zelda Breath of the Wild, though. I don't remember exactly when in the game you get that mission. Maybe it's after the little plateau prologue part, but like where you get a quest that just says, Defeat Ganon. Yeah. <laughs> <The fucking laughs> it's, just, it's like very near the beginning of the game. Yeah. And it's just like basically getting a mission that just says, Beat the game. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny to me. But yeah. Dragon
2: Quest XI, I forgot about, and it comes out soon. And oh,
0: don't. The open world. I can't. There's. <laughs> Like, Dragon Quest XI, I will give my life over yeah. to when it comes, yeah. but have no time until I have all that the time, moment. yeah. Like,
2: everything is gone right. when eleven comes. Yeah. it will be a joy's time. That'll that be a time. It is. And that is a, that is a game where I want to go fishing. Like, yeah. I, oh. I don't want to. I'm not oh, going to beat it. Yeah. Sorry. Not beating it for, like, three months. I'll be right. fishing. Right, I'll be at the casino. Yeah
0: all right that's going to be a frame trap sorry we cut the emails a little bit short um but i hope you enjoyed the episode thank you ian hink thank you michael Huber, for being a part of the panel Mm -hmm. this episode um thank you especially to all of our sponsors if you are interested in sponsoring this show this discussion of video games and sometimes the walking dead uh (laughs) please go to patreon.com slash easy allies it's a 250 dollars tier where we will show off what you would like the uh finale of the, the Walking Dead. We'll
2: talk about it then. There'll just be a frame step on that. They? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching. Until next time.